Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. This show sucks. Do you remember we got that um that email that was like... <laughs> I prefer the Wednesday show. I've actually heard from a a couple people since you mentioned it. I don't understand. People that are watching, why do you watch this show? Why do you watch this show? It's a wretched hive of scum and villainy out there. Or whatever the quote is. is. I can't remember exactly what Tatooine is called, but something like that. Anyway, we appreciate. I'm going to deviate and appreciate the company of our our listeners and our callers tonight. But Mm. uh, you're entitled to your own view, I suppose. No, I like it. I keep showing up for the Uh, abuse. Yes. On the topic of the news, I think we'll get into this on Sunday, at least I expect to. But the details coming out about this Sacramento shooting are pretty crazy. And they are totally buried in most of your mainstream news sources. Not, um, well, just not the sort of things they want to emphasize. One, because this appears to be joggers um well it, it is violence of color possible gang violence how but did they also, get an automatic weapon well it sounds like the guy had some kind of conversion kit or some kind of sear kit so oh. i put piecing it together so before i bury the lead uh, the he, the guy one of the shooters actually did have an automatic weapon they're saying it was an mm-hmm. automatic handgun and piecing together the news pieces it's not formal uh formally been said what the gun was but right. it sounds like it was a Glock with an auto sear. I'm piecing it together based on what they're saying. That's not confirmed. But an automatic Glock was apparently one of the guns. Now, they don't know which guns were used to shoot what people or fire. They don't even know if that gun was shot. They just recovered it from the scene. It was modified to fire uh, automatic fire and it was stolen. Right. They also said over 100 rounds were shot on the scene, which is a pretty incredible amount. So, oh, oh, the other detail, the guy who I believe it was the guy who had the auto handgun. It might have been, well, at least one of the three that have been arrested now. Uh, He was in prison. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison for robbery and some other related crimes. Let out early after two years by the geniuses in California and goes to commit what is the worst shooting slash mass shooting in Sacramento history, as far as I understand. (laughs) Any other context, this is a huge deal. This is a, a, a yeah. significant news story, but they can't really go with the gun control angle because not only did he, what he had was federally illegal in multiple ways. He was already a felon in possession of a gun. Right, right. He had an unregistered automatic firearm. You can't. Oof. I'm going to guess that he didn't use California compliant 10 rounders in his uh, in his mass shooting. And then you have Yikes. the reality that the. Um, uh, law enforcement personnel. Uh, I don't know who's responsible for it. The DA was actually on record against it. I assume it was some parole board's decision or something that put him back out onto the street to commit the worst shooting in the history of the capital of that state. So well done, everybody. And and it's not news. Somehow this is just kind of already out of the news cycle, at least if you turn on your major news sources. But oh my we will gosh. continue to follow the information. I was shocked because automatic weapons are are 
very rare. It's not never, but it's a near never type event. Uh, according to the coverage I've seen, these auto sears or these these conversion kits are showing up a little more frequently, though. That's what they were saying. Yeah. But I, yeah. we're still talking about a microscopic fraction of of crime. Yeah. So wild. I mean, not the black thing. I think everybody was expecting that. <laughs> well, they've they've or they've buried it deep. It's it's not discussed. Um, anyway, uh, perhaps we'll get into it a little bit more uh, throughout the stream, but. Um, of course, we will talk about whatever the callers are interested in talking about. If you are a new participant and you're curious about how to participate, uh, you can find instructions for how to do that using the description uh, in on whatever video uh, platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question as well. We take those through the contact page of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact Look for the call-in show question form. We'll get to those at the end of the stream. And of course, we'll check in with your super chats every half hour as well. Anything else before we hop into the calls? Let's do it. All right. Zig won't die is up first. Zig, are you there? Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Hey. Who uh, won't what die? What's on your mind? Zig. Well, yeah. number one again, man. What the hell? I think I cracked Red Falcor's code. When were you last the first? I can't remember. That wasn't last week, was it? Nah, maybe three weeks ago or okay. so. But uh, I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet to let everybody else get a chance. This next sure. guy coming up, I'm sure Blonde is going to absolutely love. But uh, Oh, boy. I, I, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I uh, I went back and checked out a couple of your original videos. Shouldn't have um, done that. Yeah, yeah it, was, <laughs> it was pretty interesting. Yeah. The, uh, one in particular was the um, the Washington Redskins one. I, I'd oh, like yeah, for yeah. you to go back and watch that one again. That was pretty hilarious to me. But uh, uh, I yeah. want to thank Blonde and, you know, current situations and kind of moving you forward and uh, some other type of ideal from there, man. All right. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for the call. And, I take um, all the credit. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to discourage anyone from going back and viewing any old material on my channel. But obviously but keep trying to change Skag into a different person. I like that. <laughs> you know, right but on. but I will say in my defense, you know, I can go delete that sort of stuff anytime I want. And I haven't because I think it's important to reflect on how views or reasoning changes over time, too. Absolutely. I'm actually your first view on Odyssey for a couple of those videos now. And uh, I the forgot they're even up... over there because they're buried so <laughs> yeah. deep. Yeah, they must have. Um, obviously, they've been sent over there since the synchronization from YouTube. So unless people know they exist, they'd really have no reason to go that far back and find them. Yeah. Well, I did it. Well, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. All right, man. guys. Have a good show. Take care. Bye. bye OK, let's see the, if the stupendous Jimbo is up next and. Jimbo, if you're there, our previous call uh, caller hyped you up a bit. Jimbo. Jimbo. I have nothing. Do you? Uh-uh. Unfortunate. I was, I was curious to see if this caller was going to be interesting to you for positive or negative reasons. But perhaps we will, uh, Jen Saki, circle back and figure it out. Sorry about that, Jimbo. We will check back later. In the meantime, let's uh, let's check hey. in with Gilgamesh. What's on your mind? to say i thought of a, a sort of a joke that with you mad and blonde that sort of like you know transgender thing transitioning you guys started as single people then you transitioned to married now you're parents i was thinking of trying to do that in the way of transgender like you transgendered from 
single people to married than to being parents. But okay, I'm not sure I'm completely following. You didn't quite get there. No, I had it more in my head. It worked better if I just did it with Matt and Mm. with both of you. But uh, (laughs) oh, Twitter, what do you think of? Did you see what they said today? You know, even though Elon Musk bought nine percent of the stock, Donald Trump is still banned. So nothing changes. Yeah, well, it's gonna there's gonna have to be some significant uh, change in the leadership there before something like that would change. And well, yeah. and, and be, here, as far as like the board goes, all they decide is what to pay themselves, like bonuses or whatever, and if they can fire the CEO, that's it. They don't make the day. Only the CEO does. All yeah. the who can be on there or whatever. So well, we were talking about this a little bit before live, and I'm not sure I understand it from Elon Musk's perspective or fully from Twitter's like perspective. Why he would do this? What's the answer? Because oh, why? Here's here's what he said before this. He goes, I don't like the fact that I, my free speech is being affected by what I can't be freely say what I want on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about other people. He's only talking about himself. And well, I don't know about that. Now. He's put out a poll asking about principles of free oh, speech and stuff. I, mean, I don't think he's in it for completely selfish reasons. I think he's standing on a principle. Mm. But I, I look at Twitter like and I think it's like a drug for people. Kind of like heroin. They need their fix. That they can't. They talk about, the, oh, Twitter's terrible, but they won't leave. They won't cancel their account. Yeah. And, and it is. And I remember what it was like when I was on there. I was constantly like, oh, I've got to retweet this and tweet this and... And Once you I get in a good him, Twitter fight, you're not leaving it, man. You're, you're oh, refreshing those mentions. It's really hard. I'm oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and when I got banned, I felt so much better since I was kicked off. I have been like, wow, I feel better. I wouldn't know. You know. I've only been temporarily suspended. I haven't achieved such heights. Oh, it, it, it makes you feel so much better when you finally get that get kicked off because you realize you never needed it. Yeah, I think um, for me, I've, I've become um, – well – I think that everyone should be free to exercise that if they want to. I, you know, yeah. Twitter's a private company, all that. But just in general, I think rather than relying on other people to exercise bans or things on us, we should we should be disciplined as individuals and decide what oh, the appropriate use is for ourselves. So, you know, like anything else, Twitter can Twitter is a great communication tool. It is it is also an avenue to a lot of horrible vice if you misuse yeah. it or overuse it. But yeah. um, on the topic of Elon Musk, I just wanted to mention really quick the reason I don't get it for either party is because at least according to what I read is that now per his appointment to the board, Elon cannot own more than 15% of the stock. Yeah. yeah. So he could buy some more shares, but not a lot more. So he, and then he gets a seat on the board, but as you mentioned, that's not that powerful. There aren't that many things he can do there. And then if you're Twitter, um, I, I, I don't see what they get other than preempting oh, Elon Musk from buying more stock. So I guess that's the angle, but I don't understand why Elon Musk would accept that. If he really wanted to go after the company and kind of take it over, he's now created a limitation on his ability to do Mm -hmm. that. Yep. So why? I I just don't get it. What benefit they got was their stock went up immediately. That's what came out of it. Instead of being in the toilet, it's now high because of him. Well, and maybe Elon Musk. I don't understand why he would want to do it. Well, maybe he cares. He's he's made some good money on that stock buy. You can, I know. You can count on that. So maybe, you know, you mentioned maybe he has some selfish interest. Maybe there is some of that. Maybe he's well, easy party to for himself. I have no problem. A big with that. profit. Be as selfish as you want to be. Yeah. But you know, it's like 
Oh, I did talk to you. I did send you that, you know, about Bruce Willis and his fan, what, what's happened with him having to retire. Yeah, sounds I like he's do done. Video, yeah, and I did a video about it, and a doctor confirmed he does have aphasia. And mm-hmm. I looked at what it is, and it's horrible. It literally oh, takes yeah. your, your ability to communicate away. The only way to fight it is you have to relearn how to speak and how to read mm-hmm. and everything. And it could lead to dementia. This is what's terrifying about it. And yeah. It's so, a bummer. Yeah, and then Kevin Smith comes out and apologizes for the way he uh, slammed Bruce Willis over that movie they did together. I didn't even know they did one together. Oh, I bet he feels like such an asshole. Oh, he does. He absolutely came this... out and was... He used the picture from when he was crying about the heat, the Masters of the Universe thing, the debacle uh... with that, the Netflix thing. Oh, yeah, he's like, I feel so terrible for the what I said about Bruce Willis. He so didn't like, know, though. I mean, he thought no, he was he just some like old bastard. He's, he's a dick. Kevin Smith's a dick. Kevin uh, Smith sorry. is a dick. Thank, uh, thank you for dogma. the call, man. I got to let you go, but uh, okay. appreciate the thoughts. Well, have a, have a great day. You too. You as well. Thanks. You too. Thanks. I haven't seen a ton of Kevin Smith movies. Uh, dogma, obviously. But I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen the Clerks movies and that uh, any of that. So, I don't know. Are you? I, I take it you're not a fan, generally. Or no, are there any sucks. of them that... You don't like it. I just hated Dogma so much. And I remember seeing Clerks a long time ago and being like, eh. But that's a hyped movie. So. Hmm. Well, let's talk to Red Falcor. Mr. Falcor, are you there? Good evening. How are you? We are well. What's on your mind? Uh, Well, first of all, I wanted to say uh, uh, Blonde is there, right? She's not said hi yet. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I wanted to say uh, Blonde. Blonde, thanks for uh, sparring with me. It seems like that's uh, mostly what we do when I call in these days. Have we? Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm kind of checked out. <laughs> what do we spar uh, about? I don't even remember. Oh, I remember you guys uh, had a good one a couple weeks ago, and I just sat it out because it was more of her, more to her perspective. But I forget what it was about. Yeah, we kind of discussed, um, <clears throat> like. Uh, gr- Grassroots uh, conservatism versus uh, oh, that's right, or like um, uh, far rightism versus trying to reach the middle. Oh, that's or, what it was. Yeah. Um, oh, the normie thing. The normie yeah. question. Yeah, the normie thing. Or um, the last one I think was um, voting. <laughs> oh yeah. Versus um, uh, collapsitarianism. Right. Right. Um. So I, I'm I'm kind of wondering, uh, what do you see as your role, blonde, in the in the conservative movement, and if things are, um, continue to go the way that they're going, what do you predict the state of the of the country of the or of the area, assuming that we still have a country? is going to be in let's say uh 10 years um my role in the movement i mean because i'm a selfish female and i have a myopic worldview this channel like my channel it's always been about how i see the world and me filtering information for my own catharsis because i just don't give a shit about my own audience you know <laughs> just <laughs> Uh, wow. But most of that was true. I, I I do love my audience, but I I think my role 
in this is that people are watching me for their own catharsis and then we're going on this political journey together. I mean, I don't think that I am a leader or, you know, I think that my people hear my opinion and they're like, oh, that makes me feel less crazy. There's my role. I, I make people feel less crazy. Where do I think things are going? I mean, I think that we're going to witness a a full-blown, like, communist-style societal collapse within the next, I, I don't know, 40, 40 years. Or it might just be a slow burn into complete oblivion, which in many ways would be even worse. I mean, there might be mass starvation events, or we could just get weaker and weaker and weaker until everybody's a fat tranny. <laughs> well, well, you uh, s- s- certainly have a rosy-colored view of the future. I will. Oh, I will we're give you that. we're totally we're fucked. Do I mean, you just... do you have a, a genuine optimistic view of the future, Red Falcor? Uh, I do, um, well, and I don't mean just optimistic relative to blonde. I mean like the real deal uh, optimism. And if so, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> for. for, for for me, I think I do, and I think it's 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 a utilitarian view. It's not lo- like I I look look at the situation and I go, oh well, this is certainly headed somewhere positive because of X, Y, and Z. It's mm-hmm. not that. It's that if I don't remain optimistic, I can slip into despair, which I do anyways. Yeah. But if I despair, that keeps me personally from, from from just kind of having like a baseline functionality. Yeah, I'm with you there in that there's almost a moral obligation for hope, I think, in that it, it keeps you on the track for your most productive life possible. But how do you balance that with the with a necessity for realism and, and not ignoring problems and not um, pretending that really bad things aren't really bad. How yeah. do you do that? Right. Right. And I think that's, I, I <clears throat> re re listened to the screw tape letters on uh, audiobook, which I really recommend. I think um, somebody in the audience actually recommended it. And that's how I found out about it. Uh, I like you, Matt, uh, I li- listened to a good chunk of uh, mere Christianity. It's available mm on YouTube and I did not find it as compelling or as uh really? of of uh moral wisdom hmm. as I did the screw tape letters. Um interesting. There there's something about that satire and seeing th- things from the demon's perspective and watching him analyze m- morality from from that end of things and refer to what he calls the enemy Hmm. which of course is uh god or or christ and i'm not sure i fully understand the premise here it's it's satiric it's a a piece of satire from the perspective of satan or whom uh a a a demon called screw tape oh got you who is is in the uh uh, demon high command or something like that and r- writing to his uh, uh, nephew or something c- c- called Wormwood 
okay. who is also a demon, and they're talking about his client, who is a human. Or no, sorry, patient. That's the terminology they use. And, right. and, and they're talking about how to tempt the patient most effectively. Huh. Um, so it's almost the, like um, an honest dialogue of uh, the bad guys, I suppose. Yes. Hmm. Right, exactly. And when you get, you have things from, from that side of it, uh, I think um, for someone who grew up non-religious like myself, that kind of moral wisdom becomes a bit more obvious. And one of the things that they talk about in the screw tape letters is the fact that um, a human being tends to want to try to predict the future, not just to plan for, for, for it or to have a particular perspective on it, but to see it. And that, yeah. that can lead to uh, profound disappointment. Yeah. When things don't go the right way. Yeah. That's another difficult balance that I've run into too. Not just hope versus a realistic perspective, but um, the balance between trying to set yourself up for success in the future versus not being too specific in your expectations because, uh, uh, isn't there some saying about like God laughs at your plans for tomorrow or something yeah, like yeah. that? You make plans and God laughs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing about my life uh, now that I would have predicted as a 20 year old. Absolutely. Right. Everything is totally different than I ever would have expected. Uh, some in way better ways than I ever could have hoped for some in absolutely disastrous ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably have to, and here, but I find a lot of these topics that you're talking about, I find to be fascinating because they're just, they're two necessary pieces of perspective and how to balance these things is very difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. So you're, you're piquing my interest, but I have to wrap it up, but I will yeah, give you the last, last word. Yeah. So I, I do recommend uh, the, 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 the screw, screw tape letters for, for, for you, Matt, as mm. a, for, for, fellow a religious person and uh you know the Im- implicit advice of c.s lewis seems to be uh give it to god or the universe hmm. and try not to count too too much on a particular future and yeah. uh, do the best you can yep well thank yep, you for thanks. the thoughts man appreciate it all right have a good night bye-bye of course, um, Mere Christianity is the only C.S. Lewis work that I've uh, consumed front to back, or, mm-hmm. you know, in this case, listened beginning to end. Um, but it was, um, yeah, it was great. So I probably should spend some more time looking at some of his other works, but uh, have not done that yet. Have, you haven't read this, I take it, or listened to it. Mere Christianity, I have. But not Screwtape. No. Hmm. It sounds interesting. Maybe I'll check it out. All right, Jimbo is back. Maybe we have the tech problem sorted out. Jimbo, are you there? Ah, I still got nothing. Aww. You can't hear anything? Mm-mm. I'm going to guess that Jimbo is probably on mobile, which is a great uh, prompt to remind everybody that uh, if you have a laptop or a desktop available to you, that tends to work way, way better on Discord. Mobile can work, 
but it tends to be very inconsistent as we're dealing with now. So I'm sorry, Jimbo. I'd love to hear what the uh, hype was all about, but maybe we'll have to try again another time. I will drop him back into uh, to see if our screener can take care of it. But for now, we won't be able to hear it. Uh, let's try Orwell's ghost. Orwell, are you there? Not oh, crap. It kicked him out too. Orwell. Okay. Orwell, are you there? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Oh, there guys? we go. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, well, I was, um, there were a lot of things. I, there were a lot of things on my mind. I didn't think I was going to get pulled in this quick. My wife and I were just having dinner. Uh, uh, I, I, and really enjoying this, this, this tranny bullshit that's going on with <laughs> Florida and, and it's, it's making me, I know I'm probably channeling you and blonde here, but I mean, <laughs> was Sam Hyde wrong? <laughs> about oh, anything? Uh, what did he say about this? I'm not sure I, I know. When, or okay, I can, so, and I, I gather, and, and but. I think, I, I think that this is, I think that I'm more inclined to, to believe this now because I'm, I'm, uh, my, I'm getting more, uh, my religious convictions are getting a lot more resolute um, over the course of the past few months, especially with my, with my wife being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I, I think we are going to win eventually. I just think it's going to be really, really fucking ugly for the other side uh, when, when it happens. Yeah. And, and so Sam Hyde, Sam Hyde said, I think uh, Ramsey Paul was one who tweeted this. Um, when we win, so not if, but when we win, everybody needs to remember that these people want you dead, broke, your children raped and brainwashed, and they yeah. think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, they do think it's funny. Yeah. And, and and I don't know if I I don't know if I believe that they think it's funny. I think that they I think that they think it's it's I think it's almost worse than that. I think that they think it's their right to be able to do it. Oh, uh, yeah, certainly. I, the, 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 with all the teachers we've heard from in Florida, these people believe that they are so righteous that they belong between parent and child, which is yeah. just an outrageous thing to say. It's Yeah, like there, there is no there is no parent. There's only community. And well, yeah. They don't actually give a shit about community. So this is just about yeah. raping kids. And, and the thing yeah. is, it's um, I was talking to my wife about this earlier because I, I don't like loosely throwing around accusation of uh, the accusation of pedophile or pro pedophile or groomer necessarily. Those are very serious accusations that I think it's, it's bad to throw around lightly. The other side of it though, you're seeing headlines come out to the effect of, well, uh, what's so wrong with grooming anyway, or, or why do we use this word or just starting to tiptoe around this stuff. And I I saw um, a Florida official saying, okay, I'll use whatever word you want. You tell me what is the appropriate word for believing that you should be able to have sexualized discussions with very young children and hide those discussion from discussions from parents. I call that grooming, but what word would you prefer? I, I think this, I think this brings up a much, a much more terrifying position between the two dichotomies, because what you're bringing up is something very interesting, which is, Yes, it, it, it's it's a very serious accusation to call somebody a groomer, or to call somebody a pedophile. I think it's equally as bad to call them a fascist or a Nazi or a racist. It's, yeah, it's equally well, as I mean, pu- like we're talking about publicly damning. It, yeah, it's, it's 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 they're they're opposite sides of the same coin to a certain degree. I clearly I think one's worse, but it's going to get to the point where you are going to push the public to say, "Oh, uh, well, you you choose." Like, 
right? You choose. Would you rather be, you know, and, and they think they're going to be on the right side. Would you rather be pro, you know, math, uh, pro NAMBLA or whatever the hell it's called? Nambla. Or would you rather be pro or would you rather be pro Nazi, pro fascist? It's like, um, <laughs> I'll take the Nazis and the fascists any day of the week over yep. you trying the to great fuck my children. Na- the yeah, great exactly. Nazi versus pedo war. Is that what's coming? I that's is, that's yeah. it. And, and the thing is, <laughs> that, that's precisely how it got set up in Weimar Germany. I don't think they huh. want to do that. I don't think they want to go that route. Like that's almost, that's almost chapter and verse how it went down in Weimar Germany. Yeah. I don't think they want to go down the road where it is. Uh, you choose. We get to indoctrinate your children. Or, or we become Nazis. I think they're going to choose Nazis over you trying to fuck their children. That's that's just me. I don't but know. A lot of people truly won't, though. That they're so eager to offer up their children. You know, um, something blonde. How compelling! Please face the wall now. That's all. I've yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, how many times do I have to talk about Molly Tibbetts? It's like even when faced with the worst reality of what can happen to your child, some people still choose progressivism. Like Mr. Tibbetts needed to be like, we should kill all illegal immigrants. That's what yeah. he needed to say. But instead, he's like, yeah. "Ooh, I like tacos." It's like, what? The, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> there's yeah, a, a sword and scale him. out in the last couple of weeks about Molly Tibbetts. What? Not, nobody gives- there's a new sword and scale about Molly Tibbetts, but I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, he gets all fucking butthole licking on the illegal immigrant thing. Well, what? I mean, they're, they're licking whose they're, buttholes is. Illegal is, immigrants. Is, He's just talking about how, like, and then the right wing community turned against the blah fucking. Blah. I'm like Mike Bidet. Like, stop. I know you listen to the show, Mike Bidet. <laughs> Cut that is, shit out. Is, listen again, to us. Is our our Sam Hyde or Alex Jones wrong? I'll leave you guys with that. Alex Jones controlled opposition. Change my mind. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I've never. I don't think I've actually ever listened to Sam Hyde say a word. I just I know the memes, and yeah. uh, so um, maybe I actually need to. Well, wait, who was it? No, that wasn't yeah, Sam Hyde. There was somebody. Sam Hyde isn't even real. Or was it Sam Hyde who talked about getting shot by a chick cop with shocking that accuracy? Was, was that Sam yeah. Hyde? That was yeah. Sam Hyde. Yeah, yeah, that was unreal. That was insane. Uh, maybe that's the that's... only snippet I've heard. Yeah, well, he's a fucking prophet from God. So I guess but so. I'll let you guys go. All right. Thank you, man. And uh, congrats to your family. If we don't speak to you beforehand, uh, I don't yeah. know when, you're, oh, when yeah. the due date oh, is, but it's still it's still it's still several months down the road. Okay, yeah, cool. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Have a great night. Take care. Yep. Bye bye. Okay, we are up for a break here. Let's uh, check in with our super chatters. If you're ready to go, go for it. Otherwise, I can pull up uh, Tippy Stream here. Sure. Actually, we're good over there. So if you just have YouTube. We can Hold check in there and we'll get back to the calls. Blonde Proverbs uh, has 31 chapters. When not on a particular reading plan, I like to read chapter corresponding to the calendar date. Today's Proverbs 6. Just reading Proverbs can change your life. Each chapter is about five minutes. How did you know I've fallen behind in my readings? No, I can't believe um, it. I have, yeah. I thought you were on the on that podcast or was that? I've fallen behind on my podcast listening. Ah. Is what I mean by readings, because I'm a millennial. Uh, Shouting from the cheap seats. Since Wednesday is Tell Matt He's Wrong Night, I encourage everything to watch the early show. Everyone? Is that what you meant? To watch the early show? And come on, man. Ah. That was four or five years ago. The early shows. (laughs) Oh, I fucked up your thing a a bunch. I'm sorry. No, I get you. The early shows. Should people do that? Uh, 
No, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm not going but you know, as as much as I look back on at old material and cringe for reasons X, Y, and Z, you should. That's kind of the point. I don't want to look back at old material and think, man, that was really the best stuff I ever put out. Because you know that means that you've declined. And of course, a lot of this is a wave of sorts. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. But um, but I I don't want to look back. At years ago and think I was really making a far superior product then and I clearly was not so that's good <laughs> oh God, that's what I think when I'm looking at my content yeah wow I'm really phoning it in uh, Jonathan Smith just wanted to send a shout out to Ryan Falk aka alt hype on his new stream over on cozy.com his videos are great the man is weaponized autism and one of our best warriors all the mm. best to you bull the best to you as well well thank you my so-called mixed channel you know I have, I do a lot of hangouts and like I love our entire audience. Don't tell anybody. But this guy is my favorite. He's my favorite. My favorite one of all we're gonna, the people. We're gonna put him on the hot seat. I I know this fellow as well. I am. I just love him. He's we just really man. hit it off. Yeah. Um, hey guys, Matt, I can't believe you didn't like the drumhead. I thought you would be all over that shit. If you ever try again, blonde. I agree. It should be the inner inner light just for the beauty of it. Much love, Chris. We love you, Chris. Um, you know, Matt gets really hung up on. Uh, on effects of the era. Like the it's not just that though. It's era. like, have you ever encountered a show that just presentationally doesn't work for you? I don't know. I'm, it might be uh, that it's just um, shrouded in childhood nostalgia for me. Maybe I, for me, I feel the same way about South park where it can be written cleverly. It can be written well, but something about the cartoon style and the voices just drives me nuts. And it just doesn't work for me. I feel sort of the same way about Star Trek, where I can appreciate the thought and the writing, but I I can't get over how stiff and corny it is. It just comes off as really inauthentic and bizarre to me. (laughs) But I I obviously appreciated the themes and I, 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 you know, I, I could the way that Picard was articulating key values. It's like, man, that's uh he, that guy's spitting fire right now. That With Captain the first Picard. link, the chain is forged. Yeah. The first thought forbidden, the first speech censored. Wow, you know the whole thing. Chains us all irrevocably. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. It's an excellent but you speech. But you, but you think Picard is full of shit when he's talking about this. You got to think. I used to believe that. I yeah. used to believe that truly in my heart. You know, that was on my Match.com bio. Wow. Um, but now I think people need to be controlled because they're worthless and stupid. So <laughs> now it's team pitchfork and torch. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it as always. We love you. You're very special. Oh, we're done. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we will get uh, I was like, back why to the is he calls. Sitting uncomfortably here. <laughs> we will come back to uh, your chat at the top of the hour. Thank you. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Let's try Nomad. Nomad, are you there? Yes, I am. What's on your mind? Oh, um, you know what? I actually am surprised that I got in tonight. Um, but I want to know if you've uh, actually selected any firearms for your kiddo for when he's old enough to shoot. Um, yeah, actually, last... When was it? Summer? It was sometime after I had made the announcement that my wife was pregnant. Uh, several people in the audience made the incredibly generous gesture of setting aside some funds to go buy my son's first rifle and um, Emmeline or Blonde's future children too. But 
I, I I found um <clears throat> what is it a Savage Rascal I think it's just a 22 bolt action. Uh, I found it at a gun shop between this this great gun shop uh, off I 90 between my house and where my parents live. And uh, they had this Savage Rascal with a really cool stylized American flag stock. And, uh, you know, just a 22 bolt action. I thought someday I will take my son out and I will teach him the responsibility uh, and the use of this tool. And it will be a great bonding exercise. And uh, I've never <clears throat> shot it. I don't intend to shoot it until the day comes for us to do that. Yeah, that, that's what I did with uh, my son as I purchased him a 22 and a old Mosin Nagant back when the sporting goods shops had him for a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. Uh, the thing's like a hundred years old and he's already gotten to take it out at the range. He's 12. And That's great. it is just rewarding to be able to take your kid to the range and teach him <clears> something. <throat> um, and blonde, you can do this with your daughter too. My sister was shooting uh, when she was still in elementary school. Oh, really? <clears throat> yep. She was a better shot than I was, but she had good glasses. But what about the yeah. lead? The lead? <laughs> the lead is going downrange at a high rate of speed. Yeah. It doesn't atomize or anything. Um, but people any that work lead... at gun ranges have a have a really high lead level. So it clearly like gets into well, your yeah, lungs and stuff. Yeah, that's because when it impacts the target... I mean, you're, you're several hundred miles an hour, usually um, close to the speed of sound. It's going to atomize some lead. But if you go to an outdoor range, you're good. And there's also uh, lead-free ammo uh, for practicing. But that is seriously expensive. <clears throat> That's why uh, California's been working so hard to uh, ban lead ammo because they figure it'll price people out of practicing with their guns. Yeah. There's probably really? some truth to that. They, uh, is that yeah. currently in the? Do you know if that's in their legislature now, or, or what's the status on that? Um, I know they've banned it for hunting, but I don't know. Um, I know they've been talking about banning it for target shooting, but I don't know. Um, since I avoid that hellhole, that's probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. I my I've got family there, and I won't even visit <clears> them. <throat> I'm probably on a watch list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's the problem i feel the same way it's like if i if i go there i don't know if i'm going to be allowed to come back will i end up in some weird prison or something if i step foot in that state but uh, yeah. well if kamala harris if kamala harris was still in charge there you, that would be a real possibility you're a healthy dude um she sure liked to lock people up and uh turn them into slave labor for those uh, corporate <laughs> prisons didn't she is there a lot of I don't know the, the history on that. Is there a lot of truth that she she put people to when we're talking about labor? Are we talking about like making license plates or what were they what were they doing? Oh, well, they um, it's everything from uh, um, freaking uh, call rooms like, you know, phone banks. To, what? Uh, for what? Um, Political like candidates? Manufacturing. Huh? What are they phone banking for? Um, they've I know prison. uh Prison uh, labor has been used for uh, things like surveys and uh, um, that sort of thing. I thought you were going to say that. like Democrat Party campaigning, but it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. But yeah. um, they're paid pennies a day. I mean, uh, and it, so it's not technically slave labor. <clears throat> but you've got while you're locked up, you've got nothing else to do all day. You're let out of your room for an hour a day. Um, it's pretty 
it's pretty brutal. It's kind of interesting, though. It's um, like it's an interesting philosophical question. Is it technically not slave labor merely because you're compensated? That is to say, and I know this is in a different context because it's punishment for a crime, but nobody has the right to come in and compel me to do work just because they say they'll pay me X amount. I I get the right to say no. And if they say I'm going to force you at gunpoint to do that work, but I'll pay you, you know, a huge amount of money. That's still forcing people to perform labor against their consent, which is still I mean, that's still the definition of slavery as far as yeah, I'm concerned. It is, but yeah. this is I mean, they're they're also <clears throat> punished for a crime. They're obviously confined in a way that non-criminals couldn't be. Right. So it's not that simple, but it's, it's, it's just interesting. Voluntary because they could just sit in their jail cell for 23 hours a day. Oh, so they actually but, choose. They do. They they opt for this. Yeah, they they're paid a tiny amount which they can use in the commissary, Got the it. company store. Yeah. And um their only other option really is to basically sit isolated in their cell for 23 hours. Um it's not it's not a they so that they don't have any communications with others, but it's just that they're locked up inside for 23 hours a day. You go the word stir crazy, the phrase stir crazy has a legitimate meaning there. You, you go nuts, and uh, it's only a step below solitary confinement, which uh, is uh, viewed as an actual torture um, by human rights organizations, and not just crazy human rights organizations like the Southern Pover- Poverty Fraud Center. You know. <laughs> well, interesting call. We went from uh, youth rifles yeah. to yes. uh, prison SPLC. labor. Yeah. All right. Well, th- thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Have fun, guys. Have a great hump day. You as well. Thanks. You too. Okay. Next up, uh, Magic Sky Fairy. I was worried. I thought maybe you, speaking of prisons, I thought you were rotting in some Trudeau prison somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm still here. Actually, I was going to call to kind of, um, it's with kind of some relief, actually. I feel like this call is going to be... Um, Kind of like that when you're at the end of a book and kind of wrapping up, like, uh, you know, this title is called uh, The Shitty COVID Experience or something yeah. along those lines. Well, that's good. I know you've been through. You call it. You, um, well, do you want to, before you t- talk about the end of the book, do you want to give callers a quick synopsis of the story so far? I know that might be a lot to ask, but just like bullet points. Oh Summarize all of COVID. Well, just, I, guess. I don't know. I mean, we've had calls, you know, just with the trials and tribulations of like my wife being all like, Oh, you need to get the jab so we can visit my grandma. And I'm like, yeah. what says who? It's like my family, <laughs> or else you want to kill grandma. And I'm like, no, like I don't think it. Like, and then later on, just the data coming out, like, no, it doesn't. Like the initial claims of, oh, it prevents transmission. Okay, no, it doesn't prevent transmission, but it reduces the probability of it. But no study shows that. Um, and it just basically all the every claim just knocked that knocked down with the benefit of hindsight to have the data to say no all this shit isn't true and that george that uh was a john hopkins study about the lockdowns saving 0.2 percent deaths like (laughs) all of it just horseshit 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 yeah and uh no 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 media wrap-up along the lines of like you know confessing like oh yeah a lot of the stuff we told you uh was total bullshit just no we've moved on to ukraine and we're not gonna you know circle back uh you know, Jen Psaki style. Yeah. Um, to all the bullshit we were feeding, but um, in spite of all that, so I was going to share, I guess, a personal story that sure. you know was not, 
things did not turn out the way I expected in, in Ontario in terms of the mask mandate getting lifted finally. Like, we were like the last place on earth, well, maybe not literally, but it was March 21st. So my wife got excited out of that and we booked a hotel in Toronto to uh, take our kid there. Uh, you know, we have a son who's similarly aged, a few mm -hmm. months old. And I was expecting with the mask mandate to get lifted, like maybe you'd get a few, you know, hardcore leftists still wearing the mask. But for the most part, I was just expecting to not see any of those fucking things. Yeah. And there were so many people wearing masks in downtown Toronto. And you were getting like weird looks like n nobody actually confronted me like, why aren't you wearing a mask? Don't you want to save yeah. grandma? Like, I didn't get any of that. But it was still just bizarre that and on the subway i was like the only guy even my wife she, i guess just to like i don't know blend in i guess she put her mask on <sighs> you gotta get your like, woman you in line man what are you doing yeah <laughs> so like it was just me and then a couple of black guys came on and they weren't wearing their masks so those guys were like you know my no mask bros um but it was just a strange experience to just like I had this expectation that because, OK, the even the government now has said, OK, you don't need to wear these stupid things. And people are just wearing them. And no, I was, Blonde's like, right. It's an identity. You don't just yeah. erase an identity like that. It's um, yeah, I guess. So that's yeah. what I was, was going to ask you about. Like, first off, where, where both of you live, I'm assuming the ratio of people wearing masks. If you're walking around in like, I don't know, a Walmart or whatever yeah. department store of any kind. It's probably got to be maybe what ten percent at most. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. And and as I've mentioned <laughs> on prior streams, uh, it's two groups of people. It is the extremely frail elderly, which at some level I understand. I don't I understand. really believe it does anything, but I get the thinking. And then it is the eighteen to twenty-two year old college student because this is a college town, and and all these indoctrinated kids are coming from campus to the grocery store. And uh, I guess for the same reasons you're describing where the, it's kind of their identity, they wear it. it. Nobody who's just like a blue collar worker type person is wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. But I just wanted to, I guess, share that experience of like having this expectation of we're finally over this bullshit um, and just seeing this nonsense. Like these people are still like it's the other way. Like you were saying, uh, you know, 10 percent, maybe if I. Probably twenty percent were not wearing the mask, and then the other eighty percent in any inside any inside location, even some people outside well, wearing yeah. masks, and people like wearing like putting their kids in masks. And that's the, the thing, thing is, is the mask that. the mask wearing could be anything. It, it's two years ago, and this would have been seen as some sort of weird silliness. Now it's seen as a norm, and we were all accused of being alarmist or selfish or whatever else for saying I'm not going to participate in this just because somebody told me to. And, and they say, well, what's, it's, it's so easy. Just put on the mask. But that's kind of the point is changing cultural norms like that is incremental in that way. It yeah. starts with these small little gestures. And all of a sudden, exactly the way you're talking about what would have been bizarre behavior two years and change ago. Now you're the bizarre one for just being a normal guy because that's how cultural norms and expectations get shifted. Oh, and another really big piece of news that uh, was causing me, I, I emailed you about it too, was um, my work forcing me to get jabbed and yeah. telling me like, you have, you have, you all have to get vaccinated by this date uh, or else, uh, you know, face termination, that kind of thing. Um, anyway, I never did that. Um, so you just held and then out. And we got an email, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago saying, hey, uh, because uh, COVID looks like it's winding down, we're actually going to 
uh, drop that uh, Good mandatory for you. thing now. That's yeah. great. Um, and also, uh, it turns out like 94% of you went ahead and get ju- got jabbed anyway. Um, so, you know. 94%. Uh, God. That. And, um, you know, we'll just kind of pretend. That's like great, man. That. That, took, that took guts, and I'm glad to hear it worked out, it, especially in a situation that you're in where you've got a newborn son. And mm-hmm. uh, there's all kinds of economic uncertainty right now. At least I assume there is up in Canada as well. It's, it's not just looking. The economic, it was. Uh, the added social pressure, like even my wife was, she yeah. would have panic attacks of like, how are we going to feed our kid? You, you selfish yeah. asshole. Why are you doing this? Yeah. I'm like, you were angry at the wrong person. Like I am being forced to do this by somebody else. You shouldn't be angry at me. You should be angry yeah. at the, the tyrants who are trying to impose this on me. Well, uh, I, uh, I'm impressed, man. Um, in a similar you. life situation, you know, I, I hope that I would have made the same decisions that you did, but it's easy for me to say when I wasn't under that sort of pressure. So, um, I'm glad to hear that it worked out for you. That's really, uh, that's really good. And, and yeah, it did. And it's just like, now we're getting, I don't know if you've seen a lot of these headlines, but these, uh, oh, uh, experts are seeing an unexpected spike in heart attacks for uh, young males. Yeah. Uh, they attribute this <laughs> to COVID uh, related, higher yeah. stress and uh, lethargic lifestyles. Like really, they abruptly became more stressed and more lethargic my wife was showed me an article that said something that like did yeah, anything mid- else happen that strokes, might be an issue strokes among mid-20s mm-hmm. people are on the rise know the signs and then no mention of did uh, they get vaccinated uh, did you no, see even well, in the not, um uh, well i'm not sure that has to do with anything i don't even know even in one of the college basketball like games conspiracy theory talk to me even in one of the college basketball games this last week, I'm not a big March Madness college basketball guy, but I did see the report that one of the players all but collapsed on the court. It's similar to what we see in all these soccer fields and things. You know, it's uh, <laughs> we don't see that commonly among uh, elite athletes who are highly conditioned. And we're just going to pretend that this is all normal. I saw another report on the Today Show a couple, uh, like maybe a week ago. Some 25 year old healthy girl who says she works out all the time and looks like she keeps herself in pretty good shape, had a, a heart attack on the plane and was totally saved normal. by yeah. the CPR of a, uh, a cardiologist who happened to be on the plane. And, and so her life was saved and they reunited and they had this great moment. It was probably a 10 minute segment. Nobody mentioned anything about the vaccine. We're just we're not going to even talk about that as a possible consideration from someone who went totally healthy. Age 25 takes care of herself has a freak heart attack on a plane and nobody has any curiosity yeah. about how that might have been the case. And the, like, they could make up whatever they wanted in terms of the reason, but if you, if you mention, oh, was, were they vaccinated? Even asking the question is enough to yeah. say, how dare you? How well, their, dare their, you? Takeaway, their takeaway was, well, look, everybody should learn CPR because even though this guy was a cardiologist, all he did was basic CPR and that was enough to resuscitate her. And point taken, that's great. But still, we don't commonly see 25-year-olds just having heart attacks uh, on a moment's notice. That's yeah. actually very rare. Why are we going to act like this is normal and a common occurrence? Like, see a lot more of this shit, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not wishing for it. But yeah. uh, certainly, if people say, oh, how, how, how are you uh, able to, you know, have you had any health problems since you got yours? I'm like, well, actually, I never did. Fuck that shit. Hmm. Uh, but I hope it works out for you. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call, man. I'm glad to hear that it worked out and all the best to your family. Yeah, you too. Both of you. Bye bye. That's great, man. That's uh, that's the sort of uh, piece of encouragement you always love to hear after two years of just absolute savagery. That's great. Juggernaut is up next. Juggernaut, are you there? Yes, I am. What's on your mind? 
I want to know what's on your mind. Okay. What, what Spe- are your about Florida? Uh, the state, or you mean like a specific piece of their politics, or what? If you were to live here, like uh-huh. how far, how many states would have to go to crap before you get to Florida? <laughs> it's really hot. <laughs> yeah, but all of our homes come standard with AC, so. Mm. That's true. You got to join the club. I'm surprised you haven't yet. Uh, I d- it's true. I don't have air conditioning. Um, You'll never go back once you make the upgrade. Ugh, okay, so uh, pretty much everything West Coast would have to be knocked out. Midwest would have to be knocked out. Maine and Vermont, northern New York would have to be knocked out. And then most southern states would have to be knocked out. Well, I would so say if I was... basically everything was, but Mississippi and Georgia. You would rather live... Are you saying you'd rather live in Mississippi or Georgia than Florida? No, I'd rather live in Florida than okay. Mississippi or Georgia or Louisiana. Got it. That's I was, pretty much it. Because if I had to move to the south, Florida is a top tier pick to me. But the south as a general region, for reasons that are purely weather related and climactic... Right. Uh, wait, is that the right word? Related to the climate, not not related. Related to the climate. That's what I mean. Um, the the South would be the uh, the last region I would pick in the U.S. Hmm. So how? I guess to Blonde's point, how bad would it have to be? All other regions would have to be unlivable, which <laughs> is not that unrealistic. Actually, <laughs> that definitely could happen. All right then. Is that it? You didn't have a follow-up? Nah, not really. I like okay. your Are you a lifelong Floridian? or did, uh, How long have you been there? Uh, my whole life. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's I, not so bad. Could I live there? I'm sure I could have a perfectly great life in Florida. I would find a spot. I'm sure I could get used to beach life. I'm sure I could adjust to the humid weather. I'm sure I could build a hurricane shelter and hunker down when I have to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but at this, you know, if you're a lifelong Floridian, it's kind of like asking you, what would it take for you to move to a cold, snowy, mountainous climate? Yeah. You know, it's like it's uh, just, money. It'd be cool to go to Alaska. No, I don't. I mean, that's that's just what that's the norm for me. I just I and I don't Will you tell me one question I have that's key about Florida is is the um, is the landscape seasonal and is the weather seasonal do you get no. the like changing of the leaves and do you get uh you know the bloom of spring tree, okay it depends on the tree a lot mm. of them don't because they're tropical but yeah. the oak trees they they shed all of their leaves the lack of seasonal weather when i lived in california and just the seasonal landscape and the colors uh that that just wore on me too i need the changing seasons it's the best yeah. i, I love have, that first have warm hurricane season so <laughs> yes that's not that's, a selling that's a point but you know what i mean like the height <laughs> of the fall colors and the that first really warm bright green day bright blue sky of spring and that crisp winter snowfall all of those things i need i can't just have this blah winter is kind of rainier than summer weather i don't i, I can't live that way anyway mm. Maybe, I'll, but you know the way things are going i'll see i'll be your neighbor you know short uh, sooner <laughs> rather than later so don't worry about it that would be pretty funny. Not going to lie. All right. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. SB duo up next. SB, are you there? Oh, I'm here. 
what's on your mind? Hey, so um, I kind of wanted to ask Blonde about her views on Idaho because me and my fiance just came back from uh, Boise, Idaho from like a little trip and we're thinking about moving there. So we've, you've kind of been uh, negative towards Idaho. So I kind of wanted to get your view about uh, moving to Idaho. You know, I've never been to Boise, so I don't know if I can answer any questions about that. I've heard, I've heard some leftist shit is seeping into the uh, curriculum there, and there's a lot of female government representation, which, of course, is a problem. Um, my problems with North Idaho, uh, the weather – okay, fall and winter – fall and uh, summer and spring are pretty good. But, like, winter lasts forever, and by February every year, I want to kill myself. Um, so there's that. It's also like a hick town, you know? Is that a bad thing? No, but we're coming from Washington and originally from California. So we've been through, we're living in hell right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's freedom loving, but my biggest problem though is is the real estate situation. It's just. Uh, like you're not you're not especially in north idaho you're not going to be able to get in i don't know how bad boise is um, it's definitely not as bad as north idaho from what we've seen i don't know uh i w- i've never been to boise so i can't even it's like a different state down there it's very gay i'll tell you that uh boise like downtown is like we saw drag queens it's a bunch of college students yeah. um that but- sucks yeah, but but the surrounding area, I would attribute it to like literally like 1950s America. Clean streets, kids playing. It's it's a different kind of place. And we just come from uh, super liberal areas where it's like trash garbage. So yeah, yeah, I was really happy to get out of Seattle. Uh, you know, Coeur d'Alene has its problems, but it's also really beautiful. And I was also just complaining about the pollution up here. I was unaware of this when I moved here, but Coeur d'Alene, Spokane area is um, more polluted than almost every major city in this country. Like what kind of pollution? Heavy metals primarily. So like uh, lead, um, cadmium, mercury, oh, arsenic. I'm already, I'm already losing my hair, so. <laughs> oh, you're screwed. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, do, you, so- do you have a head shape for baldness though? Uh, actually I do. I oh, like, okay. I used to shave my head in the military and people said I looked good, but mean. So hopefully, okay. right, I don't yeah. know. Hopefully that's a good thing. Be but fine. I wanted to also ask Matt. So we also looked at Montana, mm-hmm. but the thing about Montana was like real estate. It was almost like barren. And you've kind of been talking about how, uh, Bozeman has become, uh, liberal to say the least. So what are your thoughts about Montana? Yeah. I mean, that's a relative term. Obviously it's not it's not going to be leftist in the way that you're probably accustomed to, I'm guessing. That said, I mean, we have a lot of Seattle influx and a lot of California influx. And what do those yeah. people do when they get here? Number one, they vote for the wrong things. But number two, they run for all the local offices to pursue even more of the wrong things. So what what markets did you look at in Montana? We did. We looked at the. I mean, it, it's been a while since we looked at we looked at Montana. We did look around Bozeman and kind of the. Uh, uh, like northwestern side where it's like more foresty, I guess. Yeah, like Flathead uh, Lake up in there. Yes, and uh, we looked Flathead at those Lake areas. Is, is really cool. We we kind of you know sort of half seriously talk about moving up there to say Kalispell. Um, there's a, actually the the politics up there are, are pretty reliably conservative, with the exception of Whitefish. And I love 
whitefish the town, but it's full of the same sort of yeah. um, elitist or coastal influx that makes that town a silly place with rainbow signs in every business and things like that. But, you know, it's true okay. in downtown Bozeman, too. But um, if you're I mean, the Bozeman market, like like Blonde is saying, it's <laughs> if I wasn't here, there's no way I could be here. If I hadn't been here for 10 years already, there's no way I could be in this town now. And so, okay. um, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what your budget is, but for most average, uh, income people, it is prohibitive in this particular spot. Flathead mm. Lake, there's actually reasonably affordable property. Some of the properties tend to be older, but they're not, I mean, that's one of the reasons we talk about trading out is because we, we could potentially sell and trade for something maybe is a little bit older, maybe it needs a little work or something, but something that's a- attainable in the Flathead Lake region. Um, it's very beautiful up there. The other spot that we would consider in Montana is Billings, uh, even though Billings real estate has been going crazy too, but Billings is the biggest city in the state and it's um, it's kind of the central portion of the state, right where the plains meet the mountains. And um, and uh, there's there's Billings has been reliably conservative and there's a lot of... Um, well, it's grown a lot. So there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of economic opportunity there. And the, the cost of living has been lower than Bozeman for the last decade or two. But with everybody moving in, I'm not sure that's the case anymore. But um, but we talk about you know trading out to, to Billings, too, because we could have a similar quality of life there for a lower <laughs> cost of living than in Bozeman. So if you're semi-serious about Montana, I would, I would consider that as well. Um, Billings has been... Billings has been a little bit rougher historically uh, to the extent that Montana like, can get rough with crime or things like that. But, okay. but um, it's like, they've really cleaned up the city. Uh, it's, it's a little spottier, you know, like there's no absolute trash part of Bozeman with the exception of like one block where a couple hobos live in some RVs. Yeah. There are some sketchier spots in Billings, but the nice parts are totally nice. And so uh, if you were serious yeah. about Montana, those are the two places I would advise flat at Lake and Billings. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing is we're more trying to uh, get away from ideology. Like, of course, there's going to be bad places literally everywhere. Um, But we're like uh, on on St. Patrick's Day, we were me and my fiance were at a bar and she just like leans in and she goes, you know, I'd rather in this day and age go into a bar that has a giant swastika (laughs) on the the bar head and be like, you know, I could probably change their mind. And then she sees like a BLM flag and she's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And so it's, it's become that bad and we are Christian conservatives. So just to ease your guys' minds, wherever we move is we're not going to be even voting for Mitt Romney, like type retards. So, um, then move, then find uh, a cardboard box in Bozeman because we need your vote. Please come here. Uh, well, that's the thing is like, we went to, we went to Boise and, and the areas are really nice and it's American flags. There's no, there's really no even like political signs. There's, you know, people walking around with like their let's go Brandon t-shirts and stuff like that. But you can see that maybe in 40 years, it'll be another Washington or California. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. And that's the other thing to, to keep in mind. It's like, I'm locked in here and I can't move. And like, I feel like. I, I'm going to have to die here. And was this the right choice? If you, you had to done a lot worse to another state, which state would you guys move to? That's the thing. Like, what do you, what do you do? Uh, South honestly, Dakota or Wyoming are my picks. I might move back to Missouri at this point. What? Are you nuts? Yeah. 
Missouri Dude, if, over I, Idaho? if I have to be around Hicks, then those Missouri Hicks are they're my folk. <laughs> Idaho Hicks are probably the most armed in the country. I know, but I I grew up in Missouri. There's some nostalgia there. I wouldn't move I back guess. to St. Louis, but like maybe I'd move to Springfield or like <laughs> Cuba, Missouri. I have some hick friend that lives there. He loves it. If you really want to be left alone with nobody but uh, staunch right wingers around you, move to middle of nowhere, Wyoming or middle of nowhere, South Dakota. You I don't know that I that's would... really what I want, though, because then when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to have nobody to rob. <laughs> well you just well, need to the, steal a horse and you can yeah. get around that one yeah like the walking dead or something yeah uh, but um yeah well the thing is is that i work in uh like data yeah so i kind of have to stay boise is like becoming an it city which is a good and a bad thing mostly bad in my opinion but it's like i can get a job there if i need to but it is also becoming a leftist. So yeah. it's it's a it's kind of like a struggle. And like you said, uh, South Dakota or Wyoming, we looked at those states as well. And they're a little barren. And the housing market is like just not there that, that we've seen maybe in a couple of years. Mm. But we I wasn't able to find like anything mm. in our price range, which is like six to seven. So, mm-hmm. well, y- yeah, that's you should be able to find something. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good budget to work with. You could, you should be able to find something in some of these markets, I think. Yeah, but, uh, cool. All right. right. Well, Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Good luck and congratulations. I hope you find what you're looking for. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You as well. Bye. Okay. We are due for another break. Um, let me see. I'll take a look on tippy stream. Thank you guys watching in D live as well. Appreciated. We're good on we have, D, uh, on Tippy Stream if you're ready on YouTube. A big donation from Marcus415. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Um, did you play the sound? Or uh, hold on. I got I, I to gotta give him his proper Bernie. There I am go. not going to be niggardly. Thank you. I pee in the shower. I kind of figured that, Blonde. Everybody on the planet that has a shower pees in the shower, except for maybe you. Well, what do you define? Like, Do you mean regularly or has ever? regularly not regularly that's weird you can't well, do it you, all you the get time. in the shower you have to pee are you going to get out of the shower um in that situation where the circumstances demand it of course everybody has done that but do i get in the shower with the intent to pee no i think that that's a distinction without a difference here well okay what frequency are we talking about i would say that i've done this maximum two to three times per year so 60 times in your life something like that yeah okay so regularly well wait how frequently are you talking i don't know i've never ever thought about it because the logical thing to do is to pee in the shower if you need to depends on how long your showers need to that's my point if i have to pee before i get in the shower i'm peeing in the toilet it is only the weird circumstance in which the urge to pee suddenly confronts me while i'm already in the shower which is not common well, it's common for me because I take long showers. How long? I don't know. Sometimes like an hour. An hour shower? Yeah. Wow. I put my baby in the bath. What about all the heavy metals in that water? I don't drink it. And I freak out when <laughs> she drinks it. Um, I do think about that a lot. Huh. Um, I also, also I don't care about the end. I'm honored that you thought I had never peed in the shower, though. I appreciate that. I wish I could claim uh, such purity and innocence. 
Kevin Smith, don't look up Klaus Schwab on the beach. Is that a sex thing? I mean, I know about well, Klaus Schwab. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't say don't. Uh, all right. Uh, Klaus Schwab on the beach. Fact check from February. Photo shows Florida resident, not World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab. <laughs> uh, you know, it's actually not nude. It's not that bad. It's just a hilarious looking kind of uh, costume with some sort of uh, bizarre genital cover. No. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Now I can't tell. It looks like this guy's wearing like bridal wear, like bridal leggings or something. And I can't tell if his genitals are covered or just covered in sunscreen. It's kind of a low res photo. Um, Pineapple platypotamus. Thank you so much. Kelwin, two of my kids live in Tift County, Georgia with families. We texted each other yesterday during the tornado warning. The sirens were going off. Mm. I'll take Arizona's 110 degrees over the tornadoes. No, fuck that. I will sit in a dank basement uh, rather than those Arizona. No, no city in Arizona should exist. Okay. (laughs) Well, what about like Flagstaff and all those like mountain towns kind of uh, in the northern part? Do they uh, make it in the summer? And the Grand they Canyon. Too? That's really cool. Whatever. None of these places are inhabitable. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Thanks, Kellen. Ovid. Yeah. Haven't chatted in forever. Wishing you both well. Got a new Cavapoo puppy this weekend. So please pray for my girl and me. He's just so cute, though. Wow. Is that a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel poodle? Keep up the good work, you two. That sounds cute. Sounds well, thank cool. you, man. I hope you and uh, you and your your girlfriend. I thought he. I thought you guys got engaged. Or maybe he was planning the engagement. I can't remember. He just said my girl and me. Oh, okay. So maybe they are engaged. Uh, all um, the best to you and your <laughs> girl. Uh, that's the you know that's the other thing I I, I tend to get picky about. Um, going back to the to the last uh, chatter there about weather and things, it's always easy to sit and nitpick about where you live. And of course, I I do love where I live. I just hate the way people are changing it. But one of the underrated things, in addition to the the beauty of the landscape and and everything that it has to offer is the overall safety of the weather you have almost no natural disaster risk here period but for the yellowstone supervolcano so it's like nothing's gonna happen unless it really happens and everyone within a 500 mile radius is dead yeah that's true but if i i, I was thinking about this uh the other day like do we were, i don't know why we were thinking about death and <laughs> Just like, well, just the process of dying. And I was thinking, you know, I hope when I go that it's sort of sudden and I I don't I don't have time to process my oncoming death because that seems really difficult. Like if you get a terminal disease or something like that. I don't know. I kind of feel like you just get over these things. Maybe. But I I guess I I was thinking when I go, I just want to go. I want it to be like snap, gone, done. And the Yellowstone supervolcano is a great way to have that happen. So maybe, you, maybe you I'll get You want to die lucky. in a volcano? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong well, with you? Well, the problem is if it really goes off, there's enough time. Like we're just far away enough here in, uh, we're just far away enough in Bozeman that if it actually happened, you, there'd be a little bit of advance warning, but you're so close that there's no way you can possibly escape. So I would have some time to contemplate that impending doom, but really no way to escape it. <laughs> You know, smoke and inhalation is like uh, it's like drowning. Oh yeah, you're 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 definitely screwed if that super volcano goes off. You are going to die a horrible, ashy death. 
Okay. Not just me, but like the Western part of the the entire continent is going to have a horrible, ashy death. What a nightmare. Yeah. We'll circle back. And did you know, (laughs) on the topic of super volcano deaths, uh, hold on. Uh, We will circle back to your chats later in the show. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, On the topic of a super ashy Um, apocalyptic death. I'll have to just circle back with you. Ash is very, very dense. You get like an inch of ash on the roof of, of a building, it can collapse. Maybe not that, but it let's an inch Are of you ash listening to yourself? weighs way, way more than an inch of snow. So just a little bit of ash can be hugely destructive in addition to the destruction of breathing it. Yeah. Like I said, I hope I die in the Yellowstone supervolcano. It's going to be awesome. I'd rather die of cancer. <laughs> well, uh, even if you survive, you, you, drugs. you probably get the cancer from the supervolcano. Yeah, really. If you, even you if give you me all it. the morphine. Yeah. Uh, Reloaded AK, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, guys. What's on your uh, mind? Well, uh, damn. I didn't know if I could cash in uh, uh, um, my very good uh, good boy status I've had on the show. Uh, all this time cash in are you saying I mean like trust me I was the only thing I wanted is I could have talked about like the fucking don't say gay bill but yeah I just saw a video clip today it's about a minute and a a minute and 15 seconds and that's pretty much all I wanted to say it was about multiculturalism in Europe Mm. and uh didn't know if you had that set up or not to be able to play on the show because that Uh, I I can't really play videos but if you want to talk about it we could well I mean it was a woman named Barbara Spector, and uh-huh. uh, this this clip was from 2011, oh, August 2011th. I, I know Barbara Spector. Yep. Uh, I just I remember hearing this clip before, and then I just I saw it again. I'm like, yep, it just kind of hits home. Uh, well, Barbara Spector is a um, a she's Jewish a what from, <laughs> a Jewish woman from America who uh, boot who went over to Sweden to set up like a. Uh, a little, uh, uh, like a little powwow thing for Jewish people in in Sweden because anti-Semitism was on the rise back in 2011, and they were. She was saying that the reason why anti-Semitism was on was on the rise back then was because um, multiculturalism in Europe was growing, and uh, Europe was going through some growing pains uh, in it, and they were uh, resenting Jews for their very. Um, very uh, critical role for multiculturalism in Europe uh, going on at the time and uh, as it continued to expand. And um, the uh, she said that if multiculturalism didn't happen in Europe, though, it would not survive. So I wanted as to... As Europe just, would not survive? Yeah, yeah. They, she said, huh. she literally said Europe would not survive. That was at the end of this clip I had. Huh. If, if Europe did not become multicultural, it would not survive. Uh, did like, she it, elaborate as to why, or just that was that was it? That was the statement. No, she well, she said no. It, she didn't really uh, elaborate. I mean, it's from a doc. It's from like an interview documentary kind of thing. And from this clip, it was, she was just talking about like Europe is going to, is not going to be the um, the cultural power center it used to be. Uh, it needs to become multicultural uh, it, because it won't survive. No, because they, you know, people like Barbara Spector never elaborate on really how the the only, the only reason I could speculate is birth rates, but of course that's totally voluntary. So it's not as though you, you have to import people to sustain. You can also make people, but people choose not to. And I know you can incentivize that with like, I don't know, 
maybe a hundred thousand dollar loan where if you have four kids it's forgiven i just spitballing ideas here i mean it's not like it's ever been done before (laughs) all right uh okay so touch this man yeah well okay uh it's it's, oh go ahead go go ahead it seems like you have more thoughts well i just it's this just Think about what's going on in America today, and it'll, I can relate to the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Like this is what we're doing, we're what we're exporting, and where these people have come from is that don't have kids, import the third world, and oh, the kids you do have, let's uh, hand them over to you know these yeah. basically demon possessed freaks. Well, there is that commonality amongst all of these all of these groups, like this 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 idea of community children as community property, but not within their own realms. Um, like, uh, are you familiar with that, that, that horrible story of the triplets that were separated at birth, identical mm-hmm. triplets? Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a Jewish doctor that did this, but he only adopted Jewish children into Jewish families and mm-hmm. then separated these triplets. And when they found out about each other, one of them killed himself because he felt his entire life had been a lie. Now the whole, the whole thing is fascinating, but like they're willing to, to say that a children of other people's groups and, and ethnicities are community property, but their own. I'm not, I'm not sure I follow that story a hundred percent. So he, there were triplets that needed homes. Oh, it's so fucked up. Okay. So they, they wanted to do all these illegal twin studies. And so there was this a Jewish oh. adoption agency that would only adopt out to Jewish children. So it's, on, on the to one Jewish hand, parents, Jewish or, parents, yeah, and the children were Jewish or were they? Yeah, not? they were. Okay. Um. So even within the realm of like, like a scientific research, they still wouldn't adopt these children to Gentile families. Scientific mm-hmm. research is uh, scientific research for whom? Or uh, I'm not sure. They wanted to do twin studies. So they were separating identical twins and triplets into different communities, like uh, different socioeconomic realms, okay. and then studying them their entire lives, but under under the guise of something else. So like they didn't know that they were subjects uh, to this experiment. And then in the triplet study, um, two of the triplets ran into each other at a community college, and then they found out through the community that there was a third one of them, and they were also traumatized by the realization that they had been separated and their lives were a lie. Like one of them became a horrible alcoholic, one committed suicide. It was just like a disaster huh. for them on a personal level. Well, I mean, it's, this isn't the first time these kinds of experiments have just absolutely destroyed the destroyed lives of the people. Destroyed the lives the mod- of people. Because like, like, look at the fucking Reimer twins. Uh, the ones who basically, the modern, John Money, the guy who basically uh, helped head the modern version of tra- the transgender uh, in, uh, movement. He's like, well... I mean, there's this kid that uh, had a botched circumcision and his penis turn him into a girl. Yeah, yeah. Let's just like castrate him and like turn him into a girl, and you know, basically have him and his brother simulate sex acts when they're just like five or six years old. Yeah, and and one of them is like it's been said that one of those instances was recorded. Oh, okay. You know, it just. Yeah, both those boys, both those guys, like he never identified as a girl later on in life. And then uh, his brother, David Reimer, the the brother uh, O'Deed. Yeah, the brother O'Deed, and he blew his head brains out with a shotgun. Oh, God. 
OD'd yeah, yeah. and he OD'd survived no, the, and then one of the one twins, of them one of the, oh. one of the twins OD'd died first and then David oh he had done, they, so they he had done they were both dead yeah they they ended up both dying like the brother went first like he like uh-huh. I said, he had an overdose probably on opium because you know why the fuck not it'd, it'd just be the perfect capstone uh and uh david i he did that uh he did an interview like uh for a documentary i can't remember the name of the documentary at the moment but uh he's basically like saying what is it going to take for somebody to understand that this doesn't work like somebody for them to shoot themselves in the head because i've lived through it and then he ended up you know shooting himself in the head man fucked up i don't know how we went there but all right uh, any more you always go with them (laughs) any more susan bait from you before we uh no i mean i could uh, i i was very really really angry earlier about the don't say gay thing because it's yeah. just it's just the this perfect conservative fucking uh just soft soft-handed bullshit like oh he, so he can't nice even talk you. he's so mad <laughs> so nice of you to not prevent my you know nine-year-old child from being indoctrinated yeah, really. into homosexuality but my 10-year-old that's fair game yeah, that is totally fair game. You know, <laughs> just cav right at it. You know, I mean, I, I guess you know we went through we we came to to the this path to hell through one step at a time. I guess if you want to do, um, uh, walk it back, you'd have to take it one step at a time. But in all honesty, the only way you can fight this kind of zealotry is uh, is with zealotry of your own, and well, we really don't have that kind of zealotry that- on the right. It 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 would be nice if such steps were walked back one at a time in a peaceful, orderly fashion like you're describing. I think uh, in general, uh, we'd all prefer that. But but it almost never happens that way. You know, you 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 take the steps that you're talking about straight into hell and all of a sudden hell is upon you and you're going to have yep. to fight your way out of it. That's pretty much how this goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I, I, I think it's fair to say we're getting closer to it every single day, but. Yeah, but uh, well, the thing is, is that do you have the time to walk it back one step at a time? Because they've had all the time in the world to just like slowly poke holes and just yeah. like wear away the wear ro- erode away the foundations of you know hell. Most Western nations, and all it takes is just one little uh you know nice push to topple it all over, and it takes a lot longer to build it back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the call. And uh, no, no problem, guys. Thanks for the thoughts. Have a good night. All right. Have a good night. And of course, we uh, hope to remain in Queen Susan Wiki Wiki's good graces. Wee, Thank, wee, wee. Thanks to her for her, Wiki Wiki. her kindness to all of us as subjects. We appreciate it. She's not an old hag or a woman <laughs> that shouldn't be in charge of anything at all. Her, her face is not horse like yeah, in any yeah. way. Uh, like next the up, sagging ball skin attached to a horse face. <laughs> a scrotum mask pulled over a horse. That's <laughs> that's Susan Wiki Wiki. Wow, that's so accurate. <laughs> I have to look at a picture of her now. What is the hell is her last name? I almost typed in Susie. It's W O J. That should get you there. I think it's C I C K I. Wish wish Susan Wiki Wiki. Eighty eight M. Are you are you there? Yes, I'm there. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm gonna give you two subjects you probably haven't had on the call show yet. Okay. You can you can choose which one you guys want to talk about. Sure. Uh, the new army PT test. Mm. Or oh God. The funny story about the army's combat uniform. PT test. 
Yeah, let's go with that because I heard that they're going back to different standards for men and women, right? But I don't know anything about it beyond oh, that. Oh, is that true? I just assumed that they were more woke. No, they, they've uh, kind of uh, caved as far as I understand. Is that correct? Yes. yes. The new arm, the Army Combat Fitness Test, we're on the 4.0 version of it. So we have okay. gone through four versions of this test the past three years. Wow, I didn't know there were that many. Okay. Yeah, because the truth is females kept failing at a terrible rate. Hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll say it's gender and female failure rate, but uh, age and gender failure rate, but mostly because females got failing. At first, like female rate was at eighty percent failure. Eighty percent failure. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Now, now they were down to fifty percent failure rate by by separating the standards for gender again, or by doing what? Uh, by replacing. They had an event called the leg tuck leg leg tuck event, where it was a you you use a pull up bar and you pull yourself up and you take your top of your thighs to your top to your elbows. You, you do something. Yeah, yeah. And females were just failing at a rate that was laughable. It's like at eighty over eighty percent. So what are they doing now? What changes have been made in the most current iteration? Uh, they they replaced that with the plank. Plank. Okay. okay, and it's just for time? Yeah, just for time. And okay. and they separate the age and gender, like the old PT tests, because at first it was going to be gender neutral, but then the problem was the way they do rank promotions now is they, they take out all name and gender and rank promotions to make it completely fair. The problem is if you're going off the scoring, males, of course, are going to get higher score and the females will so females will never get promoted so that wasn't yeah. fair are they <laughs> uh good. as far as the change on the plank is that are men and women doing different exercises or moves now or do they do the same exercises and moves with different standards uh, they're doing different standards like for the plank a female in the age group from 17 to 21 to get 60 points she only has to do oh for actually for the planks they have the same standards for males and females for that actually What's the Sorry full point that. time standard? Uh, for the lowest standard, it's one minute thirty seconds. Okay, that's the, the low, standard, as in like minimum passing. Minimum passing. Okay. And for the high standard, it's three minutes and forty seconds for pass. Well, for like yeah, hundred points. A, yeah, that's 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 a good long while. But again, like this is where they it's really sad. Like for the push ups, but these are the hand release push-ups where you go the whole way you go the whole way down they make a t with your yeah, arms and the, hands. yeah 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 for lift feet, your hands off the for, ground kind of thing yeah yeah for both genders the minimum is 10 push-ups for men what and female yes 10. okay with the re- how long can you rest on the ground uh at the you have to always be moving Okay, so you can't just hang out and lay down. But but even still, no. even if you're always moving, that buys you a second of rest time, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you, crazy. You, you can you you know you when you you know you when you stretch your arms out, you can be as slow as possible. Well, that's insane. And, like, I mean, come on. There's no guy on the planet who can't do ten of those. Under yeah. that, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's There's, definitely not true. <laughs> there are. There's uh, there's no. There shouldn't be a man on the planet who is incapable of that. How about that? Like the old PT tests for the minimum for the same age would be 42 push ups. So mm-hmm. we went down to, we went from 42 
And those are those are not with the on the ground hand lift thing. That's just forty two push ups straight up. Yes. Yeah. Yikes. Again, like I always have problem with push ups. I have very weak arms. Yeah. Sadly. But I could pass that. Do they still do pull? But, I've never been good at pull ups, dude. Pull ups are absolute brutality to me. Pull ups are not in the army. They're not even in we it. Don't okay. do pull ups. No, we have. They. They're never been in. Maybe okay. during World War Two PT tests, I think. Yeah. But not recent. For like the two mile run, like for the male to pass, for the male minimum is twenty two minutes now. Twenty two on its oh my god! What? I could run a twenty two. You say a mile? Two miles. Two miles. But even oh. still, that's an eleven minute pace. That is not. I mean, that's it's not fast. Yeah. You could almost power walk that at that pace. Yes, and the uh, female one is two uh, twenty three minutes and twenty two seconds. Wow okay when are they have they already implemented these changes or are they coming uh april april 1st is when this new one came out so it's it's in effect now it's in the trial era still okay it's 2023 when it will come into effect it should come effect but they kept saying that the past three years wow like all right the army must have been loving covid because they kept saying covid making it hard to bring the new PT test out. <laughs> huh. I'm surprised they just didn't scrap them all together. Too dangerous. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for the information. Did you have a quick last word before we let you go? Uh, I think my quick last word would be, uh, yeah, our, the, the army's coming pretty much screwed. I am not shocked to hear that uh, forecast. Yeah. Yeah. Like thanks. Thanks for the army- information, man. I'll say one thing, like we army guys make fun of the Marine Corps, but the yeah. funny part is the Marine Corps of the past 20 years has been probably doing everything right. So they're still getting evaded by the woke people. Yeah. But they at least been doing things right. They're not been making wasting billions of dollars. Well, yeah, that's another point I didn't even think about. You're right. How much wasted taxpayer resources have gone into the continued reevaluation and revising of these standards when yeah, this was never necessary in the first place. I'm sure we could have kept and, it the way that it was and it would have been just fine. Yeah. And all the equipment too. Yeah. Because yeah. this requires like hundreds <clears throat> of pieces of equipment, thousands <clears throat> of pounds of weight. God. All right. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a good night. Okay. We are at the bottom of the hour, but I do have two left in the queue. So maybe we'll just be really quick. How's our uh, email question? That's uh, not too bad. Okay. Not. Oh Yeah more manageable volume than last week. Yeah, okay. I, I will. Yeah. I'll give a couple callers quick uh, words before we get out of here, at least with the calls. Uh, Hovan, are you there? I got nothing to you. Mm-mm. Okay. Hovan, we might have to uh, catch you next time. I'm sorry about that, but um, I got nothing coming off the mic. Michigan <laughs> expat. Are you there? Uh, Michigan expat. I'm getting nothing coming off of him either. So let's take, um, let's let them hang out. I'm going to put him in the uh, tech problems room and maybe uh, our screener can help us out, but um, we won't be able to bring anybody else in. So let's see if we can get their tech problems figured out. In the meantime, we can start on the email questions. Sure. And um, as a reminder, if you'd like to send us an email question that we answer at the end of the stream each and every week, the place to do that is the contact page of the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. This is a, this first one is long, so I'm going to 
appoint you as the reader. You are quicker sure. and more efficient. Why, thank you. For the past two years, I've been talking with a girl who I thought I would marry. She lives a few states away. We've never met. <clears throat> but she's beautiful, supposedly. You wouldn't know. Christian feminine seems to adore me, shares my values. Last year, her father died. Her mother died years ago. Why haven't you met this chick? When this happened, she stopped talking to me for more than six months. Total no contact. This was heart-wrenching for mm. me. And that time frame, I met another girl, a Russian I've been talking to for many years. She was working at a college in the U.S. Needed a place to stay during winter break. She asked me if I could, if she could live with me due to financial and avoidance of vax reasons. It turns out we get along excellently. We're attracted to each other. I, did you bang? Now with the Ukraine conflict, she no longer wants to return to Russia. She's hoping she can marry me to stay in the U.S. However, her visa expires wow. in May. Wow. Damn, son. Recently, the first girl messaged me again. I steal the feelings for her but I won't just abandon my current relationship. However, the Russian girl may be forced to leave the country. We may never see each other again. <laughs> With how difficult it may be to get visas between our countries, I have no idea what to do in this situation. Do you have any advice? Wow. I almost believe this is like <laughs> a, 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 a fiction, a piece of fiction or something. Like this Probably is some is. creative writing exercise. Uh, well, you never met the first girl. And, you know, no matter what happens in your life, you can't just ghost somebody for six months. That's bullshit. I agree. And I've been the recipient of that, too. And I can tell you that, uh, yeah, it is very uh, unpleasant. And it's not that anybody owes you anything. People are free to break off relationships any time they want for any reason they want. But I think it is um, a, a special piece of scumbaggery to just ghost really on people in general but specifically on someone with whom you have an established relationship. If you don't have the courtesy to give that person a, a, Hey, I can't do this for reasons X, Y, and Z, or even just the notification of, I can't do this. I'm out at least give them that. Uh, th that's just not a person that I could ever entertain trusting on any serious level. I'm not even going if something terrible happened. It's like, so what? Yeah. Also, you never met her. How do you know that she does not like, she doesn't have like a weird ass or like, <laughs> you know that's like true the way she smells or something you can People hide a hide lot on zoom stuff so you can much. you can get some flattering myspace angles in the photography myspace and there's a hot russian girl that lives with you that wants to marry you and bang you pick the russian well i suppose the only co complicating factor there is he's up against a deadline does it say when how long this relationship with the russian has been going on no okay uh if well Good news is you have what a month and change left to work with. Um, yeah. I know it sounds crazy to some people, but with, with, well, with my wife, I knew almost right away. It was like, okay, this is, this is my wife. This is the mother of my children. You just know. So if you, <clears throat> if you have that sort of feeling early on, I don't really see a problem with locking it down. Uh, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't lock it down. You should lock it down because you see her as your wife. Don't lock it down because there's this deadline approaching. If you have doubt in your mind, don't let the deadline be the deciding factor. Extraneous circumstances have gotten people into, into marriages. Extraneous and obligatory circumstances since the dawn of time. That's not a bad reason to get married. Well, I, I would say it's a bad reason if you have... You don't love her. Yeah, if you have serious doubt, but he's not expressing any serious doubt. We do have another question that's along these lines that we should answer next. Let's, uh, I do have a caller queued up, so let's, um, I'm going to try to get a, a caller in here before we take one more question. Uh, Michigan expat, are you there? No, I kicked him out again. 
All right, we will probably be done on calls. I don't know if we're going to be able to get them back, but um, but uh, well, now I popped them in again. One, one more try, Michigan X Lord. Oh. No, it kicked him out. All right, we're gonna be we're gonna be done on calls. Um, but I appreciate uh, your patience, guys. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties. Let's uh, get back to the email questions then. Okay. You said we have uh, which ones are similar? Uh, I'll read it. Uh, Busup Mabak. Mm-hmm. Did I just say something? I might have. Question on relationships. Did you guys fall in love with your partners? I ask because I know many conservative men that choose a woman who fits the bill of good wife, but they never had that crazy feeling of falling in love. Often relationships on the right are more about practicality than feelings sometimes to a fault. I would agree with that. Um, but if you feel about your spouse like you did about your high school boyfriend, hmm. it's probably a a problem, I'd yeah. say. Right? I mean, if you if you're like super excited like they, they excite you and you're always like, What are they doing? What are they thinking? Like marriage isn't like that, you know? My husband well, it takes definitely care of is. the baby in the morning and like I, I never love him more than when he does that or takes the trash out. Yeah, you get a much more mature perspective on it. And was it exciting with my wife in the early days in a way that's sort of similar to that kind of high school thing? Sure, I suppose. But the difference for me this time around was that I treated the whole thing much more business-like. What I mean by that is it was pursuant to a purpose, and that purpose was paramount. So I was not yeah. going in looking for the butterflies and the magic. You have to have that feeling. You have to align on goals, values. You don't um, have to have that feeling. I, I think you have to have something more than just this is a person I can tolerate. <laughs> Yeah, this is a person but, I could tolerate for the rest of my life and that yeah. I want to bang most of the time. Yeah, and you have to, you have to have the alignment on the the important things, values, goals. Um I personally think that similar sense of humor is very very key. But other than that, it, it, um the mistakes I've made in my my earlier life is like waiting for some mystical magic of the world to guide it or something, believing that there's this one fairy tale princess out there for you and all the stars have to align. No, you, you treat it like anything else in your life. You treat it like you would treat a job or anything else you want to accomplish. You have a list of objectives. You make every move pursuant to that objective. And if it strays, you have to be willing to walk away. So yeah, that's kind of businesslike and it's a little less magical, but the trade-off to pers- like waiting for some magic to strike is you end up, you know, 40, 50 years old and alone because you, you rejected things previously that weren't the perfect fairy tale. Well, yeah. Don't start chasing feels. Yeah. Don't start chasing those like that, the high school romance feeling. I would say it's much more important to have alignment on values and goals than it is to have, some sort of um, like high school butterfly feeling for sure. We would agree on that. Yep. Okay. Uh, Back up top. Are we going up there? Mm -hmm. This one's a question from me or for me from uh, IVF parents. Uh, Matt, regarding your IVF opinion, if donating eggs to a couple is akin to forcing a child from their mother, uh, would you say the same about a woman's time of the month or any other human cell shed? What if the donation was to a straight couple and what if the wife was carrying the baby? Well, I would say that my opinion about about removing a child from its mother, the, the, the distinction is the intent. So just shedding an egg, that's a natural, that's a natural biological function. But if you are deliberately creating life with the intent of removing it from its mother, 
I do have a moral problem with that. I suppose another distinction that could be drawn is if there's some sort of biological factor that prevents the parents involved from conceiving, carrying, birthing naturally, maybe there's some exception to be made there. But in the situation that we were talking about, the situation that we were talking about, there's no biological reason why those children can't be created by a mother and a father and remain with the mother and the father. It is just a lifestyle choice of the people creating that life who have decided that the lifestyle is more important. They're talking about an IVF situation where the woman doesn't have viable eggs and they use an egg donor. Yeah. Okay. I have Um, the same ethical dilemma with that. I mean, I, I honestly, I do have kind of a, kind of a problem with that a little bit. I think it's a little bit different because there's a biological reality for that mom, for that mom. Mm-hmm. that is different than the circumstances we're talking previously, which is just, I want a child to fit into this lifestyle. Right. That's not what we're talking about in this situation. So right, right, right. it's not exactly the same, but, but yeah, I, I think as a general rule of thumb, if you're creating life with the intent of removing it from its parents, I, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that that's totally okay. I don't, I'm not saying that I, like everyone's going to burn in hell and I want laws against all of this and all I'm, I'm, I'm still sort of sorting out what my perspective on this is and how all the specifics fit into that. But I, I, I can't stand by and and just say there's no moral implication to to intentionally creating a life and removing it from its mother, father, or the union of the two. Agreed. Um, Charlie, Are we being too anal about individual rights? Shouldn't we set up a society that is most conducive to bringing up healthy, well-adjusted children? When discussing issues such as porn, gay marriage, adoption, and abortion, shouldn't we think less about women's rights, men's rights, gay rights, and trans rights, and think about what's good for society? Of course. Of course that's what we should do. I don't necessarily even disagree with the premise that there are are moral goods that should be pursued and that those are actually of higher priority than simply the individual right to choose whatever you want. Again, as we've talked about a few times in the last few weeks, I don't think that government is the proper mechanism to achieve those things. I don't think simply government hitting you with a hammer to tell you to stop consuming porn, for example, or to stay married and not get a divorce. Yeah. That's the proper way to achieve it. I certainly agree that, that freedom without morality is not actually of very much value at all. There has to be some moral core to guide it. But, um, but I, I really don't trust the people in government suits to number one, stick to that moral core, but number two, to, to actually enforce it upon you or convince you to live that way. So I'm, I'm with the premise. I just, I, as long as the premise is not government gun pointing at you to do this. Yep. Charlie. Oh, no, that was the one we just read. Dingo Darling. Was the two year delay in the release of Top Gun 2 well after theaters reopened a box office uh, ploy or at the scheduled service of wartime propaganda? On another note, I am waiting to see Sarah Palin co-op the Maverick call sign for her congressional bid. I don't know. John John McCain was the Maverick bid or the Maverick bid, not Sarah, Sarah Palin by extension. But it was mostly that was John McCain's branding. Maybe it was wartime propaganda. Once they come out with Top Gun, Ghost of Kiev, then I'll know. Yeah, yeah. I guess I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I don't. I've. I don't follow the franchise, and I, I haven't followed the sequel, so I, I just haven't thought about why it's released at the time that it is. Is that? A, are you interested in seeing that movie? Do you care? No, I don't care. Hmm. 
Uh, I think my husband is, though. And I love him anyway. Uh, Chump Stanko says, if Canada nutted up and demanded Alaska, should the U.S. comply? I don't know how to argue that Canada has no right to Alaska. Russia has every right to Ukraine. Well, I'm not really sure that Alaska, what if Alaska was um was was hostile territory to canadians and previously was part of incorporated alas or canada i'm, I'm not well, yeah that's think that's this, the other these situations yeah. are uh, other than proximity i'm not sure i follow actually a lot of the parallels because I, I, yeah I, i'm not alaska was not canadian territory no. Who the hell did we buy Alaska from? Or where did we get Alaska from? I don't know the history. But it wasn't Canada, right? I don't really know that I see Wasn't Al- Alaska was Russian. Alaska was formerly Russian. Hmm. So maybe if Russia invaded Alaska too, uh, they would have a yeah. right to that. I guess I would need the parallels more explained to me because I just don't necessarily see them. I see those as, as actually kind of significantly different scenarios yeah because well, I, don't, I don't know that they're alike at all hmm. uh this is joseph i came across a passage in a book that i'm reading that relates back to the discussion you guys had about fear and how it may relate to one's relationship with god i'd love to hear your thoughts on it and whether or not it changes or expands your opinions on the matter here's an abridged quote the gift of holy fear fills us with a respect for god as sovereign and makes us dread nothing more than to offend him by sin It is a fear that arises, not from the thought of hell, but from sentiments of reverence to our Heavenly Father. It is this fear that is beginning of wisdom, the beginning of wisdom, detaching us from worldly pleasures. Hmm. Uh, Yes, I understand that because it's not fear of hell that makes me afraid of God because I, I know that God's hatred and his wrath is in the offense of of sin. God doesn't hate us for sinning he hates sin itself and so even by committing a small sin i know that i've offended god and that's what i fear not the punishment but the disappointment Hmm. yeah we return to this theme that we talked about i don't know how many months ago but that was my original fascination it is the fear that is the beginning of wisdom that's that's a way i've never heard it phrased or thought about and it, it was sort of strange to me yeah. Because I don't think of when I think fear, I think sort of cowering, hiding, um, something's going to come get you, those sorts of thoughts. And how could that lead to wisdom? Because that seemed contradictory to me. Mm-hmm. Wisdom seems to depend on a, a not an unafraid examination of the world. You're not fearing right. anything. You're looking at things without fear of the consequences, because the truth is the highest pursuit. But if we conceptualize fear in the way this passage is sort of at least as I understand it to be defining it, it's, it's not necessarily a huddle in the corner type of thing. It's a recognition right. that there's some kind of higher order or structure to the world, higher power right, right. Yeah. under which you operate. And the first step toward wisdom is understanding that there's order to the world and structure to the world beyond you. And I, you know, I, I don't know what to think of God as we talk about a million times on this show but I certainly know there's order and structure to the world beyond me. And I, I agree with the premise that 
wisdom does begin there. And if that's what fear of God means, then I'm totally on board. Sort of a strange phrasing to me, but the more people talk about it, the more I start to understand it, I think. Uh, I still, it's just the, it's like the the word fear just has this negative connotation to me, but I don't think it necessarily does in this context. It's, it's actually something that is desirable to have, not something to be shed. I guess I've always just thought of fear as something to be conquered rather than something to be pursued. In this context, fear is to be pursued. It's a good, it's something that you want. And I've never thought of fear that way, but I understand the reasoning. At least I'm trying to. Uh, Spooge Hound. Hi, I recently have seen many libertarians advocating uh, for much higher legal immigration to help support the labor market. At a time where McDonald's is offering $18 an hour and where supply shortages are rampant, it's hard to ignore there is a problem. Legal immigrants statistically commit much less crime than the domestic population on average. And so the argument is that such a policy would be a net positive for our economy. Therefore, uh, society. Any thoughts? This seems like bait for you, but I have some thoughts. I need to read read this at a time. Well, the first thing I would say is that I don't actually believe our labor shortage is authentic. I think it is manufactured, and I think it's been um, imposed on us by a lot of the Corona bullshit policies we've pursued. Our our labor participation has been artificially suppressed by all sorts of incentives or incentives not to work number one and then restrictions from working number two things like vaccine mandates mask mandates all sorts of other bullshit that have sent a lot of people home because they just decide it's not worth it i don't want to work anymore so labor becomes um in short supply so i i just don't necessarily grant the premise that we actually have a labor shortage i think if government got out of the way we probably have the workforce that we need um, so I, I guess I would just, I guess I would just disagree with the premise in the first place, but I don't know. Do you have any additional thoughts beyond that? Well, if it is indeed true that legal immigrants commit less crime than the domestic population on average, that is because of black and Mexican people. I mean, definitely. So if Hate you're statistics. not going, that's completely true. Nobody, nobody, racial opinions aside could possibly say that that's not true um so unless your legal immigrant population is going to magically supplant all of these ghetto black people in this country i fail to see why we should even bother doing this why why should we that's not going to make our country better i don't think i guess my point is even if i were to grant the premises here that i think are a little bit shaky I'm not convinced that it would make our country better than simply removing the shackles from ourselves would. Yeah. And that would be my preferred uh, solution to the problems that we face. Especially when we're talking, I mean, I I know you're talking about jobs beyond McDonald's, but the hypothetical in here is McDonald's for $18 an hour. We don't have a shortage of people who can work at McDonald's. We might have a shortage of people who can do very specific, highly technical jobs on the forefront of emerging technology. We don't have a shortage of people who can flip burgers. That's not a thing. Oh, my God. I talked to the dumbest customer service agent at Amazon today. White American chick. <laughs> what was the problem? Um, my brother sent some order to like the wrong address, and we were trying to like intervene to see if we can message the delivery drivers and be like there's one digit changed 
And he, she was like, well, they don't have phones. I'm like, your delivery drivers don't have phones. Wow. Amazon is capable of some of the most miraculous and efficient delivery of all time. I know. But they can't communicate with a delivery driver. It must have been so bad that Blonde was begging to be connected to some Indian, some Indian call center. Yeah. God. You could have talked about the dogs at least. How are the starving dogs For doing? real. I don't care about dogs anymore, though. Oh. Well, that was there before was... I had a baby. Now I'm... <laughs> I want that money <laughs> your, back. Your heart Indian has shrunk charity. even smaller. No, no, but it's grown in love oh. for one human. All right. Well, I guess that's appropriate. Whiskey noodle. Since Florida's new anti-grooming law, I like that, that you're calling it that, ultimately restricts the government's power. Would you both be in favor of such a law federally or should this be left up to the individual states? Normally, I'd say laws should be left to the states in order to limit the power of the government, but not sure about a federal law limiting government power. Hmm. Um, yeah, this, these are, this is one of those things I'm like, more federal government. Fine. <laughs> it is a very dangerous precedent to be saying the federal government ought to have control. As we see exercise all the time, federal government control of education, disaster. You don't want it even for things that you like. I know. And I agree that as a general moral principle, yeah, we don't want this sort of weird freak show grooming teacher operation. However, the limitation on the federal mm-hmm. government is the Constitution itself. It has specifically delegated powers. The rest are reserved to the states. And this is not a specifically delegated federal government power. So I know it can be tempting to say the sword should be wielded for goods. And I don't even dispute that this is a good. I just think that once you set up those swords, you're setting up the swords for bad people to do bad things with them. And they come in and suddenly they tell you they flip the script and they're telling you from DC, like they already are doing, you're going to do X, Y, and Z or else we label you a terrorist and send the FBI to start investigating. Anyway, um, Phil McCracken says, hi fags. Although I don't, or although I do think voting is a right, it scares me that some people here in the U S are allowed to vote and their vote matters just as much as mine. Should citizens be made to take some sort of intellect or general knowledge test before being allowed to vote? That's interesting. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'd be in favor of like, uh, like, I, I don't know, some sort of American history. Well, it would be beneficial. We have a lot of people who don't understand a damn thing about American political philosophy. But I think the bigger problem is that there are too many people, you know, as your brother once wonderfully explained to a young me many years ago, the problem is people voting without any skin in the game. People voting, uh, like for example, in this town, college kids coming here and voting to impose all sorts of excessive taxes on property owners when they in fact bear no consequence for the excessive taxation on property owners. So if I was going to start making restrictions, it would be skin in the game. You you have to be invested in your community. And that's one of the things that property ownership uh, is all about. The reason land owning family. Yeah. I mean, the the reason that I, I, I think that I am morally entitled to more of a say in Gallatin County, Montana, where I live is because I have an investment in Gallatin County, Montana. I'm not some California kid who showed up here yesterday, rents a house and is going to leave tomorrow. Yeah. It's not that I, I, those people, those kids are entitled to the same rights. Once they make the same investment, wherever they choose to live, I'm not trying to exclude people merely because I don't like them or their political philosophy. It's that I did I did the same damn thing when I was a college kid. Like, oh, sure, I'll vote for that, uh, that you know, increase in property right. taxes to help the schools because uh, who gives a shit? I don't own property. You openly do it. And you yeah. knowing that you don't face the consequences for it. So that would be 
my response. It's not just how much, how, how I think it's important to understand American political philosophy and American history. I do think those are important, but is it the most important thing in the qualification to vote? I think there are higher priorities, I would say. No, people can be book smart and yet have, uh, just be absolute retards in pretty much every other arena of their lives. Would, uh, we know your feelings on the 19th, of course, but, um, mm-hmm. maybe there's common ground on that sort of like property owning family type principle. You know what I mean? Well, it's I like, think one vote per family would incentivize people to uh, communicate with their spouse. Yeah, sure. And for people to be aligned politically. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe conservative men could like take harems of leftist women and it wouldn't really matter. <laughs> I, I think I just think we've gone way too far in the other direction here where it's like, yeah, sure. You moved here yesterday and you don't own a damn thing. Yeah, you don't give a shit exactly. about this town. Yeah, sure. Your opinion matters just Come as on. much as the guy. And not just me, by the way, there are families. It's it's like the con the the themes of Yellowstone, the TV show are, are real. There are families who have developed property in this region for generations and we're going to act like the kid who came here for a semester of college from California has the same right to have a say in the direction of Gallatin County. I know, I know as these families that have been here forever and developed the place into what it is. And aside on Yellowstone, the feminist in me, I, I just love Beth Dutton as a character. Hmm. I just kind of love her. I think she's sort of. I was wondering what your take would be on her because on the one hand. I found her intolerable for a little while. And then suddenly I was like, I like you. She's, she's ruthless. I I figured I could, I could have seen you hating her because she's kind of this independent female who, um, for reasons you may or may not have discovered yet. I did. I won't, I won't reveal. But it was her own fault for getting an abortion, you know? Don't. This show came out years ago. No, 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 no. It's still going on. And that's like. Oh. People are just, I don't want to, because the spoilers are serious in the show. They are in a lot of shows, but just, I don't want to ruin it for people. Um, so I figured the independent woman angle would kind of piss you off. But on the other hand, the ruthless defense of one's family, I figured you would appreciate. Yeah. And then Rip is so hot. Hmm. Like, even though she's a, an independent woman and everything, all she really wants to do is like shack up with this, this hot cowboy. Well, she it's and care it's, about his status and all, this and stuff. it's all she really ever has wanted. Uh, yeah. And um, I'll leave it at that. I encourage people to watch the show because it's a good one. I'm glad that Mr. you've continued. I thought you were going to quit. I don't know. I watch it, and I th- I still think it sucks. Hmm. Uh, well, have you made Indian it? Chick is like so fine. Yeah, but she's Super also the worst fine. character on the show. Yeah, she sucks. Um, I was well, like, why uh, can't you get have, burned in a fire? have you uh made it to the final season yet Mm -mm. the final season where it is where it kind of goes off not the final the most recent season four kind of goes off the rails season four it it pursues some side stories that are not as good mr suck my dick (laughs) ah exotic ethnic hi mountain bond people sometimes say if you don't vote you have no right to complain about a government what do you think I think that's not true because sometimes the entire electoral and voting system is uh, made pointless by your meddling, corrupt, and somehow yet incompetent government. Renders the entire process useless. So people like me who don't see the utility in voting because it doesn't fucking matter. It's still my country. I still have a right to decide what happens, but it can't be through these means because, like I said, they've been made irrelevant. 
Yeah, I, I don't I wouldn't agree with the premise that you must vote to have an opinion because a lot of the times not voting is uh, an active opinion. You don't have to accept in most cases the two options presented to you. It's sort of like saying if you conceptualize it this way and people are justified in doing that in many instances, would you prefer that your town be burned down or bombed? Yeah, well, I would prefer neither. And I do have a say in that if I don't pick one. Maybe that's a drastic example. Maybe that's a little exaggerated. But in general, I think you can look at both major party presidential candidates and see some analogy there. Do I want the metaphorical? Uh, what was the South Park thing? The turd or the turd sandwich or yeah, whatever. It, something douche something, or the turd something. sandwich. I can't remember. But a lot of the times that's the case. You don't have to pick two unex- pick between two unacceptable options to say those are unacceptable. We should do something else. Yeah. Wes says, I live in Canada in an apartment I own, but the vax mandates prevent me from even attending meetings on the management of the building. Last month, my brother posted to social media uh, stating that those seeking freedom, quote unquote, freedom from the mandates were tyrants because our freedom comes at a cost to others, presumably implying that the vaccinated are a danger to be around. My siblings all then posted their support for this message. I felt devastated all my life. I thought my siblings uh, that I had. Uh, my siblings and I had each other's backs while my siblings have not shut me out because of my choice. I don't feel like spending time with them because I know they endorse the terrible way I've been treated by my government to an extent. I know they are simply pawns in a larger war, but I feel angry that they don't seek to be a better, uh, to be better informed when speaking on matters, which affect my life so significantly. Part of me doesn't want anything to do with them unless they apologize. The other part of me knows that's unlikely to happen. What would you suggest I do? I have thoughts. You want me to go first or you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say that the the significance of his outrage is that he, he thinks, and I think rightly so that family bond is supposed to mean something. Family bond is supposed to mean something above say political loyalty or some other silly. and, and, And that's why he is right. But being right there, I think carries some obligations. If you really believe that, that, that family is, if not the highest, very high up in the list of priorities, you have to give your siblings uh, the chance and the opportunity to talk about this. You're going to have to have that conversation with them. The one thing I would say you can't do is just um, disappear, is just stop talking to them, not give them the chance. And I know that you fear that they'll say the things you don't want them to say and that they will, in fact, confirm your belief that they're Political views are actually more important to them than their relationship with you as your brother. But but if you believe that family is the most important, you got to give them that chance and hear that out. And if they if they say that to you, if they actively say what you're talking about, um, my view on the vaccine or whatever else is a deal breaker with my family. Well, then it's not really you who broke that um, who broke that uh, very important family bond. It's them. Yeah. And you yeah. can have a clear conscience then too. If you believe the family bond is not to be broken, don't break it, have them break it. And um, if they do, that's really unfortunate, but at least uh, you are not the one uh, doing I, that. I understand and where they're coming. It is heartbreaking. It's like, uh, why it didn't used to be this way. Uh, no, I mean, it's, we talk about this all the time. Like, I, I think that there are, I, I we spoke with um, Red Falcor about difficult balances and competing priorities. I think family is way, way high up on the list. I'm not sure it is 
the absolute highest because there are moral moral truths above family. That is to say, if I know that my brother is a serial killer out actively murdering people right now, he probably needs to be stopped. I'm probably not going to look the other way on that. Who is he murdering? though? (laughs) Let's just say indiscriminately randos. I uncover a plot by my brother to commit 9-11 tomorrow, right? Like things like that. There are. Oh, yeah, I would definitely not stop my brother. <laughs> You'd say, how can I help? No, um, I, I would assume he's doing it for good reason. Right. He's so he, rational that. You know. Well, I just mean a hypothetical brother, not specifically yours, but. Oh, well. I guess what I I'm saying for, is. I do it for my brother. There's. Yeah. OK. It, it is true. At least I think that there are certain immoralities that even that could break the family bond. They do it. Look, take it out of the murder one. You find out that you, that your brother has been touching kids for a decade and you have the yeah, power to yeah, stop, I'd it. stop him. You're going to stop but I, it. I do like get kind of uh, Italian mobster with this family loyalty. Thing. Well, I think there's truth to that. There's some truth. I don't know if I would go this far, but burying a body for your family, Beth Dutton style or anyone in Yellowstone. I there think has I to be that, some yeah. truth to what I was just talking about, which is family has to get some benefit of loyalty that wouldn't be extended to just anybody. Right. Like, would I protect my murderer brother? Probably, depending on the circumstances. Would I protect my pedo brother? No. Okay. Not and, as, yeah. and that's where that line exists, I find very difficult to draw. My brother, Ted Kaczynski, mm. who I've started a meal train for. <laughs> and, uh, to the point, Wes, um, I think that in the, we're short of serial killers or pedophiles here and so i think you gotta you gotta err on the side of protection of the family and loyalty to siblings and i and hope maybe that, maybe on serial killers i, I hope you yeah. work that out man i my heart breaks for you that really really sucks uh, i hope that if you're able to talk to them about it they'll maybe they'll come around if play them this segment that will convince them yeah surely uh, good luck man and thanks uh, for um sharing the thoughts Fan says, hey, Blonde, I've been looking into attending my first Sunday Catholic Mass as a non-Catholic, but I'm not sure where to find a church. And if there's a specific church I should go to, do you have any advice on this? Are there things I know I should know before going? Um, I don't know. A lot of Catholics would tell you to attend a Latin Mass, but I think that as an intro to Catholicism, that might not be all that helpful for you. Um, finding a church. You can usually tell if there's like Zog... Globo homo shit based on like the who attends and maybe their website. Uh, so look into that uh, just so you don't get like fall in love with the church. And then later they're like, here we're taking up collections for refugees or whatever. Um, are there any things I should know before going? No. And also what's the best way to contact both of you on advice from a personal things, blonde in the belly of the beast at gmail.com. Uh, and my email is on the website and it's just too hard to spell, but you can get it. And you can also, there's just a contact form through the website that goes to my email inbox. So feel free to use that. And thanks. Cheesemaker says Matt and blonde. It is sometimes claimed that there is little difference between nationalism and patriotism. What's your opinion? Hmm, I don't know that I've put a lot of thought to this. I guess, um, both are forms of loyalty. Is it a difference in loyalty to what? Um, Maybe patriotism is to country, nationalism is to what, maybe a group of of people or something like that? Well, colloquially, I've always associated patriotism with more um, like outward display of love of country. Hmm. And nationalism maybe perhaps is more philosophical. I guess I just don't have a clear definition on this. I could kind of shoot from the hip. 
but I haven't put a lot of thought to to either of them. And I, I guess I haven't put a lot of thought to. I mean, I, I guess I would identify as a patriot if patriot means uh, belief in and loyalty to the philosophy, the values, the, the the structure of this country in its ideal as it was originally designed. Uh, does that mean that I uh, am rah rah America for every move that we make? Uh, of course not, but no, nobody is. But I've also heard it said um, dissent is the highest form of patriotism. That's only true to the extent that your country values dissent, by the way. It's not the highest form of patriotism if you're shot in the head for dissenting. Right. Or maybe it is, but you don't live to dissent again, I suppose. That's the point. Um, and how does that differ from, say, American nationalism? I don't know. I don't know that I have a, a clear definition on that. So I, I kind of have to punt the question because I, I just haven't put a, th- a lot of thought to it. That's the last one. All right. I'm sorry to evade. I just don't want to talk in circles and make up a bunch of bullshit that I haven't thought through. So I'm sorry to not really answer that one satisfactorily, but uh, appreciate the thoughts nonetheless. All right. Okay. Uh, as a reminder, uh, call in show question form is on the contact page of the website. If you'd like to send us one for a future episode, we will uh, finish out with uh, the chatters here, super chatters, and we'll call it a night. Sure. This is from Bree. I can't send a Grubhub gift card without an email address on the meal train. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't talk about this on the show. Um, but my brother, who I didn't properly explain, uh, basically encouraged me to do my YouTube channel. And he's been uh, the most important part of my political genesis. None of this, this show, my channel, none of this would have happened without my brother. Um, he is, was a physician in Colorado and he was going to be forced to get the vaccine and he left his very comfortable life to move to Idaho um, and kind of start anew, which he did not want to do, but he did it um, in allegiance to uh, philosophy. And I'm very, very proud of him for that. Um, And then as soon as they moved, uh, he found out that his wife is pregnant with twins. They already have two girls. Um, When I was pregnant with Emmeline, a church that I did not even go to set up a meal train for me And it was just the best thing that anybody did because in those first few weeks, you're so tired and your house is a mess and just not having to think about like food and and what I was going to do and cooking and everything. It was just such a relief to me. And I had strangers coming over from a church that wasn't even mine, like giving me enchiladas and stuff. And it was just the most touching experience. And so I told my brother, like, we'll make some freezer meals, but like, don't worry about it. And I have this great community on my show And we bring families together on our show. And I was just hoping that it would be something out of the goodness of your hearts that you guys would contribute to just to make the first few weeks of the baby's lives um, a little bit easier on my brother and and his wife. It's not charity. It's just community support. Um, And I don't know if it – did I not do that for you, Skag? I definitely should have. Did I send you a dinner? I think I might have. I did not. I did not receive a dinner, but that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I should have done this for was, you. I mean, everybody was very kind to our family, and I, I appreciate that. It's, but we it, had to do our own cooking, thing. and it was. I'm sorry. It was an outrage. I'm sorry. No, it's just me um, uh, going and getting takeout. You know. Plus, we had yeah, my parents yeah. here, so I was in. I was in pretty good shape. And that's the idea. So I started this meal train, where um, no matter where you are in the world, if you're interested um, in helping their family that is growing from two to four children. Within the next week, it looks like uh, you can send Grubhub to their house on a designated day and then take care of their dinner. And that would just really help out our family. Um, anyway, so I'll drop that link in the chat. Oh, you have and it I, set up now. 
Yeah, and I resolved the issue that um, you mentioned, Bree. I had I have my brother's email address incorrect on there. So, ah. so thank you so much, Bree. I really appreciate your support. Um, Marcus four one five. Another big donation. That sounder made the donation worth it. <laughs> Which one? Do you want a Bernie or well? I am not going to be niggardly. You get the special version of Love You Very Special, the Ben version. <laughs> we love you. You're very special. Thank um, you. Holden Mulray. If folks in the audience earnestly seek uh, relocation within the United States, I recommend Appalachia. Start around East Tennessee. They have the most, they have uh, most everything, merciful climate. They need new blood and young energy. God bless. That's a good suggestion. Hmm. Okay. I've never been. Um, I've heard nice things about Tennessee. It seems like a cool place. Maddie, oh, hey, guys, your favorite Wednesday listener is here. What do you think of plastic bag bans in New Jersey? Or New Jersey? New Jizzy? Is that what I just said? <laughs> That's probably somewhat accurate. Our draconian ban goes into law May 4th to save the frogs, I suppose. Now we have to pay for groceries, bag them, and buy bags. <laughs> Can't government do something that makes special. our lives easier? Just like one thing. Easier. Yeah. Uh, what do I think about that? I think it's nonsense. But... Um... I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess you, the plan now is to buy those reusable bags. That's yeah, what you got to really. do. Better than I, I, in San Francisco or wherever. I think it's five cents a bag, something like that. They do that in Jackson. I'm pretty sure too, Jackson, Wyoming, because they're just San Francisco of the Mountain West. Oh God, but, knuckle uh, hunky. Boy. Not here yet. Someone you can tolerate for the rest of your life, and you want to bang most of the time. My eyes are tearing up a little bit. Blonde, I think you just wrote my future wedding vows. I just think people <laughs> need to lower their expectations for, yeah. for what they demand out of a life partner. Well, and and the, the reality is your relationship is going to have to be, it's going to be something that you're, you will have to work on over time. There is no person with whom you have this perfect compatibility and there is never conflict. And no matter how how infatuated you are with your spouse upon meeting, it will wear and you have to work at it over time yeah. to demonstrate appreciation for your spouse, to sort of rekindle a lot of those early original feelings. It just, as much as you might enjoy the, the butterflies of the early days that, that doesn't just happen sort of naturally. It has to be actively maintained. And so yeah, yeah. you can, um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not telling you to convince yourself that you're in love with someone that you're not. But to the extent that you have a, a high level of appreciation and compatibility with another person, when you step back and consider your appreciation. Yeah. Uh, and just take an active moment to to participate and maintain that relationship. Yeah, they can all be improved in that way. Perfection yep. is not real. You You have to. You have to be willing to accept very good and to work actively at very good every single day. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Stedman Wellis says, not to ruin it for Matt, but Honig is actually honey in German, so that wine is in reference to particular ghetto alcohol. But honey wine, I find it amusing in your previous video. I, I heard this uh, I heard this in my email inbox as well, that it is a German word. I mean, I'm sure that's accurate. I don't dispute that. doesn't mean yeah. Honig is any less funny to me. I, I don't care what <laughs> the origin of the word is. Yeah. Honig. Oh, Unfortunately, okay. uh, Alex Karras says, Bat and I once make lunch. I like it. Wow. Um, do you have this page up? I need to reload. Uh, yeah, although I have to reload as well. So you'll probably do it faster than I would. Do, do, I, do. Let me hop over to a tippy stream, actually, while you oh, okay. do that. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck 
There we go. I said it first. Try again. Stop talking about where you will bail to if your homes turn to shit. <laughs> Talk about better ways to get loud and aggressive against those making your home shit. Think of uh, that lady at CVS screaming, I'm not the crazy one at the COVID idiots. Stay and fight. That lady was. Yeah, uh, she was awesome. That yeah. was a damn fine performance. And uh, I certainly agree bomb. with the the premise that if we all got more involved in our local politics, uh, as, as I've talked about in the past, it's not even like. Some of it is active policy construction, building better policy. A lot of it is just butts in seats to to fold your arms and say, no, no, whatever your idea is. No, we're not doing that. Just doing that would be amazing. And I, obviously, I'll acknowledge um, I am not my butt is not in a seat of local government here. And maybe it should be. And I, I so I agree with your premise. I think in this situation, too, I've had to I've kind of thought about these things. Maybe maybe I should run for county commission. Maybe I should run for school board. Number one, uh, I'm not saying never. Number one, yeah. I have I have some internet baggage that might work against me. But number two, I also have to seriously consider um, where are my energy. Uh, what's the best use of use of my energy and my resources? Is it is it to have my butt in that county government seat? Um, maybe, or is it to have my butt in this seat doing what I'm doing here? Or yeah. are they even mutually exclusive? Right. right. I, I'm never going to, until I'm made to, until I'm deleted off the internet and I, uh, I'm, I it's either this uh, or, you know, I, I have to be begging on the street to do this. I'm not going to quit doing this. So, uh, and I'm not saying that Knuckle Hunky Buck is telling me to do that, obviously. I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, there are a lot of considerations and yeah. um, to the point that he's making too, it's not just running for office. It's, <laughs> it's going into target and, playing a little offense instead of defense. Like he's talking about being like that lady and saying, no, you're the freak. Stop treating me like I'm a freak. You're a freak. Fuck off. There's value to that too. Little gestures you can make every day. You know, she was just the tiniest little thing. Yeah. Incompetent hands uh, says not a Trekkie, but galaxy quest has a great setup and payoff right as the crew comes together around, uh, comes together around Jason and he is truly the captain smash cut to Jason. You talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded (laughs) long. Uh, and his, uh, Oh, uh, right. Okay. Smash cut to Justin. You talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded long. That's a nickname for him. And his nerd crew uh, save the day. Yeah, I can see that. You know, it's um, it's a perfectly fine, uh, perfectly fine movie. And um, where's my I, I can't even. I'm so. Oh, here we go. There's the Justin Long cameo. You talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded. Uh, yeah, he 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 did have a good performance in that movie, but um. His performance, I think, in Idiocracy was superior. It was. It he was, was a great good. character. There just wasn't enough of him in Idiocracy. Yeah. But it was long. cool to see a young version of him. Apparently, that was his kind of uh, breakout or like his first major role was Galaxy Quest. And then, you know, who else uh, had a first? I, would, I don't even know if it was a major role, but Dwight from, from The Office was one of the Thermians. Oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't really talk much, but he was in the car when they first in the limo mm-hmm. when they first get. Uh, Jason or you know Tim Allen's character. He's a retard weirdo leftist. Hmm. No surprise there. Rain Wilson, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, are you good over there? Yes. Thank you guys. Comment the dog. If there was a test to qualify for voting, who would make and proctor the test? Yeah, good point. Um, I don't trust the government to make a test that's actually useful in verifying knowledge of political philosophies. Yeah, they'd be like, 
rank these people in terms of their level of oppression. <laughs> yeah. um, Joe Schmo, as we are watching it play out right now, not having skin in the game will lead to tyranny of the minority, especially when looking at government handout programs. Joggers won't vote to lose their EBT. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, voting has merely become the legal mechanism to steal. Yeah, it's yeah. just the the legal way that we take other people's shit. That's basically what voting is now. And that was never its intent. In fact, the intent of the whole system was the opposite to protect the rights of specifically the property rights of the people. Now yep. we just say this is the special way that you steal that you steal. Exactly. And I, and I know when the government prints money, it's not necessarily like the literal plucking from your wallet. But when you're printing money and creating the sort of inflation that we're seeing, you're stealing from savings. You're stealing from future in the form of, a, of applying credit to us that isn't fair either. Or credit, and devaluing uh, our existing debt, cash, which, which is stealing. It's theft. Yeah, it, it, they do it in a great many ways. And we've just decided that, well, I mean, I, I think these people, uh, that's why whenever um, they start saying our democracy and all this, I used to think that that was sort of a stupid academic point when people would say, well, we're not a democracy, we're a constitutional republic. But it actually really does matter it once matters. once we... If we if we start to believe that majority vote is actually the highest value and majority vote defines morality, it's very dangerous. It's just, well, murder is totally fine as long as 51 percent of people vote for it. Fact exactly. is totally yeah. fine as long exactly. as 51 percent of people vote for it. Well, that's where we are. Look at Katanji Brown. <laughs> well, she's uh, I, I, I have to look at her uh, now imminent seat on the bench and just uh put on the uh the what are the what are the official lenses of clown world like clown it's not um rose-colored glasses clown colored glasses <laughs> there's yeah. got to be a term for this put on the clown glasses and watch how she operates um i i, I was gonna say i can't wait uh, I can definitely wait. I, I wish it wasn't happening, but I'm going to try to find the entertainment factor in it, I guess. It is entertaining a little bit. Um, yeah. Knuckle Hunky Buck says meal train, chug a chug, chew, chew, and chew is spelled like, yeah, <laughs> very clever. Thank He's, you. He is our clever, cleverest yeah. fan. That's we're good over here. Okay. I'll give a quick refresh on Tippy Stream. I think we're all set there. Thank you guys on D Live once more. Appreciate it. And uh, yes, we are all set. So we will uh, call it an evening. Thank you guys for hanging out with us as always. Thanks for your calls. Thanks for your emails. Thanks for your super chats. We'll be back on Sunday to discuss whatever happens between now and then. I certainly want to get into the Sacramento shooting a little bit more because. Uh, well, of course, nobody with any real power in media is going to talk about it very much. So we should definitely get into that. And um, if you'd like more to listen to uh, or anything, you're looking for anything else show related, head on over to the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. We will see you on Sunday. Have a great week until then. Bye.